Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Back to live action. Game Time Decisions has begun. I have Gabriel Morenci. Throwing it down to Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. Now that's a promo. Promo. That's that that's a promo. Story. Bridge. Punchline. Punch <laughs> Story. Bridge. Punchline. Punch <laughs> Although I like to punch a couple of things right now, to be yeah. honest with you. <laughs> I get you. Cam Stewart. What's up, Cam? Oh, what's happening, Marenzi? You know, yeah, just another day, buddy. Uh, I, I feel your pain. Lots of... Uh, Bad beats over the weekend, but what are you going to do, man? Life moves on. As you said in your Twitter, I can't let it affect my life. We just wake up. We deal with our other other things that are going on, and we move forward. Yeah, I was saying that for other people because people seem to be people pretty freak down. Out. I know. It's like, come on, man. Like, you know what, what's happened to us before? Like, we don't even tell the stories on air. Like, money we've owed people, things that have happened to us. It's like, and we still manage to get by. I hear guys crying about a $20 ticket. It's like, oh, my God, dude. Like, put it in perspective here. Get real. Yeah, I don't want to be overly dramatic, uh, but uh, I've had people that I love die in front of me. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You don't understand real upset, real grief, real things that are happening. I'm with you. Same thing going on. I know. I get you you loud and clear, man. It's like Bobby Riggs says in in the movie, oh, woe is me. I I can't do anything. Oh, my life, my life, my luck sucks. (laughs) And uh, you know what? It is is what it is. If you... uh, what what do what what they used to say? What you know? Something it sounds like something Babano would use actually, something like my grandmother would say, "If you can't stand the heat, uh, don't don't uh, stand in the kitchen." That's <laughs> right. right. Yeah. If you can't don't, if you don't like the heat, get out of the kitchen. I think is the terms. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's if you can't stand the heat, if you can't stand the heat, uh, don't go in the kitchen. Don't stand in yeah. the kitchen. I think I don't know. Some, yeah, can somebody so, yeah, let yeah, us know? Yeah. If you don't, if you can't stand the heat, I thought it was get out of the kitchen. But anyway, yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah, stay out of the kitchen. Stay out of the kitchen. Okay. See, I told you, old people know it. That's why Gramps Yang checks in right away. <laughs> Gramps, hey Gramps. <laughs> yeah, if you can't, if you can't stand the heat, uh, stay out of the kitchen. I like that. You know, my favorite line in the same vein is our boy T Bone. It's I think it's his best line ever. Actually, he's just sitting in a casino at a blackjack table, <laughs> and uh, a girl says, uh, "Can you turn the air conditioning down? It's too cold in here." He looks over and he goes, that's because you're not betting enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah, if you're laying it down, you're sweating. You're like, oh, oh man, yeah, oh, yeah. Hot. I'm hot, always hot. hot. I know people are wearing here. sweaters. <laughs> I'm wearing a T-shirt sweating. Come on, more cars. Deal them up. <laughs> Deal them up, baby. <laughs> I'm always, I'm all, you know me, Marantzi. I just, I just naturally run hot. Uh, air conditioning, come on. I, a casino can't be cold enough for me. Keeps you awake, too. It's good. Uh, they, they know what they're doing there. 
I can't yeah. find. Uh, it's like uh, I'm like Goldilocks. I can't find the. Uh, the pudding. I can't the find, porch. The porch. Yeah, I can't find the right temperature. Yeah, like it's I, little I too the, hot, a little too yeah. cold. Just I, I either right have there. the heat off or I turn the heat on, yeah. and it becomes like instantly like I'm like, oh my god, it's hot! Like after five minutes, I turn it off, and then I do the same thing over and over. I just can't find, I can't find that groove, Cam. No, it's tough. It's very tough because in the buildings that you're in, you know, when you crank heat, it goes real hot. Like it's just, it's not what you need. It's like over the top, and you're right. And then you go the other way. Yeah, you're like Lisa. It's it's tough too because when you deal when you deal with women and stuff like that, they like it a hell of a lot colder than you. Like they like, uh, sorry, warmer than you. Like they got blankets and comforters and all sorts of stuff going on here. And I'm sleeping like basically like not you know underwear or nothing. And it's the middle of winter. Like I I I don't know, man. You know me, Gabe. I'm basically a bear. I'm a human. My bear, ex, you know, my ex girlfriend used to turn the heat up to like 84 degrees. <laughs> I couldn't deal with that. No, that's 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 yeah, too listen, hot. I, too hot. I, I prefer I prefer hot to cold personally yeah. as well, but even me, it's like it's like thick. Yeah. You can't breathe. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, like it's it's just <laughs> jungle. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's it's too much. It's too much, although it's a beautiful day here in New York uh today. Uh, very, very um I was gonna it's not even seasonal. It's it's it was warmer than seasonal. It's strange, you can have a snowstorm one day and you know, yep. five days later. You know, the sun was shining. It felt like a September sort of sunny day. I hadn't been uh, out to the sports book in 10 days. Um, the last time I was at the sports book, I guess 11 days now, uh, was the Thursday night football game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Carolina Panthers. Uh, seems like and, a, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> well, I was playing online. And, uh, yes, yes. Um, I was saving my tickets. I won that night, so I was saving the tickets for a rainy day. And although it was sunny today, Cam, that rainy day was today. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm reading your Although, <laughs> yeah. Although, as my inputter, it's going to surprise you if you look at my account. You know, I, all things considering, I salvaged like pretty much as much as I could. And you know what? I didn't do bad in the NFL yesterday. It was the college meltdown, and you saw it. I was on tilt, bro. From, yeah, yeah. like, th- Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, college Saturday was just the, the knockout blow of of just wrong, wrong, bad luck, bad luck, bad beat, bad beat, wrong, wrong, wrong. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it was a mix between bad beats and bad picks. It was just. I was on was, fire. Oh, I was on fire in the NHL, and you said it. Like, I don't know what happened on Saturday. It's unbelievable to me that day was just a, a nightmare. Like, it was an absolute nightmare. What, Saturday? Game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I built up the account. I had plus money every day. And Saturday, I think I lost every hockey game but one. I think I went, like, one in six in hockey. College football, I split early. I had Nebraska like you, and I lost. I took a shot with Wake Forest. Once just, again, uh, Cam, I thought just, the day was going to start off great. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Nebraska, 1-0, let's I know, go. I know. It doesn't <laughs> I mean, go that way like... sometimes, though, buddy. It's just Sometimes it's just a bad day. Like, when those days exist, I wish there was a voice in my head that says, this is not your day today. Walk away. Go see somebody you haven't seen in a while. Do yeah, something yeah, else. Yeah. Get away from the computer. Don't watch college football. These hockey games aren't working. I sort of had a bad feeling you know? going into Saturday. Yeah, I can't, games the problem too. is we don't listen to it our had, feelings enough. No, we it, had that, it had that sort of weird things are going to happen. It's the, the week before the big games. Yep. And plus, I knew I was on tilt. Like I said, I was losing every game by either like, I, you know, the way my college picks were, I either got smoked and, like, killed where I was like, oh, I'm on the wrong side of this. And I knew, like, five minutes in. Or I would lose, like, you know what I mean, in the end zone with no time on the clock. Like, you know, like one, I lost, like, two games. I needed a total, like, on the seven-yard line. I'm like, come on, kid. 
But the thing is, you figure like a broken clock is right twice a day, Cam. Like it's amazing. Like I never, like I never get these lucky wins. Like I really don't. No, no I'm the same way. Uh, yeah, weird I, things I always happen yeah. against me. Yeah, we're, we're like, oh, first beats. first time this team's lost on our home field in 33 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm on them, of course. Hockey <laughs> you know? team. They scored five goals in the third period, unanswered. <laughs> Unheard of. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm on the other side. No, I'm with you. Like, let's just say it happens for us. Like, we've had good comeback wins, but they're few and far between, even when you do the documentation. Like, you know, I keep a book. I keep a ledger of stuff. And, yeah, there have been more bad beats than, than amazing Cam wins. Newton. Cam Newton just kills me, man. This guy once again, and every damn Panther loss is always oh, the same. Was, yeah, it, they're it always good, about. Good, it started. They're always Gano, about though. to come back. They're yeah. always about to come back. I know. I know. And yeah, I know. We'll get to Gano in a second. This guy's a loser, man. Like this guy, he, you, dude, dude, in the Super Bowl that I lost all that money in, he missed a thirty-eight yarder. Yes. And yes. Listen, Akeem Talib was offside. They didn't call it. All right, they called it in a regular season game the next year. Akeem Talib did the same thing, and they called it. They didn't call it. If they if they call that, he probably makes the 33-yarder. Cam, he didn't make that kick. The next freaking play, bro, C.J. Anderson ran all the way to the six-yard line. That was a 10-point swing in a football game that points were at a premium. Like, Graham Gano has been screwing the Panthers and Panther betters for years. And that's why they went for it at the end of the game, because Rivera didn't trust him. He's like, I don't know if he's going to make the kick. You know, and I didn't even have a problem. It screwed our point spread, but I had the money line parlay. Yep. And I thought, you know what? Go for it. You man, you have Cam Newton, you've got a two yard line. And then of course what do they do, Cam? They set up in shotgun. Oh, of course right? they do. Of course. Of course yeah, why they not? do. So and, 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 yeah. and he said he's running. Yeah, he, yeah, he had yeah. all day and he oh, misfired by like five yards. Nice Dude, accuracy. He could have ran it in. Oh, he I know he could have. Oh, I know. I was thinking the same thing because I remember you were coming off air with Parson. He had he all day you. and all we, kinds of real estate yeah. in front oh, yeah. of him. Everyone was covered uh, yeah. because oh, yeah. they all dropped back. Listen, you're Cam Newton. You you need to make one fat lineman miss. He would have scored. He could have walked it in. So I'm doing the afternoon with with Joe and, and Bavona. We hear you. I hear you. Like I, Sean's like, hey Cam, we just got the update. We'll patch you in. Uh, talking to the Prince, and I hear you when you're on studio in my ear, louder than the Prince. Go, I, 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 like you and you and person were a meltdown on the desk, man. And I, hey, I'm with you too. Like I was just thinking, but you know what? Actually, as your inputter, and I'm looking, you're right. You, I looked at the number. It's a hell of a lot better than I thought it was because of the parlay. At the I, end, well, you I do managed these two game no, parlays, you know. I managed. I managed to get a play in last night. Oh, nice, nice, good, 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 good. Yeah, I had, I, I had the Vikings uh, on a teaser. Oh, so, uh, yeah, like oh, that late God, touchdown. I was, I was on yeah. the Bears last night. So what, what, I'm, glad, what, I'm glad you what, won. The game middled. It, it was a middle it, job every way. What's it at right now? My guess is one sixty-seven. Um, more one seventy-four. One seventy-two twenty-seven. It was close. Yeah, not bad. You're, you're right around the ballpark always. You know, that's what happens when you bet enough. You know you know your numbers. Considering it was down to $30, it got up to oh, yeah. 900 and oh, it got and, all the way used, down to 30 And I used your bonuses, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, the worst is I'm trying to put your bets in on Saturday, and I'm losing, too, and I'm frustrated. You're like, hey, Cam, can you get this one in? And I'm, like, clicking, used credit, used credit. It wouldn't go in, and I'm like, damn, I'm, like, smashing stuff. I'm like, I got to get this bet in. I don't want to call you. Hey, you didn't get the bet in. Then I'm it better like, if you oh, did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's the thing. I was just like, but I, I'm like, I got to put it in. But anyway, I did, and it was just, uh, yeah, what a nightmare. I was just, uh, yeah, Arizona. Hey. 
I took Arizona plus the points against Washington State. Oh, yeah, they they got murdered. Washington State's good, man. It was 55-14 at the half. Buddy, I learned the hard way with Washington State. I had Colorado the week before, and Colorado couldn't cover at home. Like, Washington State's on a mission right now. It's like I got to give Mike Leach and that staff a lot of credit. Yeah, yeah, they don't yeah. have any. They don't have any look ahead spots. Like they They're take care team. of every game on the schedule. Oh yeah, that Borgie kid, the running back. Their Who defense they lose is to? actually underrated. What? What game? They lost they to USC. Did they not? Early oh, that on was in right. The USC went in there. Yeah, and, and they should have won that game. They were leading late. Remember, Washington State could be perfect right now if not for that game. USC scored late in that game to beat them. They got. I remember Washington State covered because I was out that night. They were a five-and-a-half-point uh, dog in that game, and they ended up losing by, like, two. I think it was they lost by one or two in that game. Like, trust me, they're, they're, they're good, man. They're a real good team. No, their I defense is pretty good. Yeah, yeah like, they, it's improved. Leach has done a great job. He knows the be- best thing about that program is they know what they have. They put kids in positions to succeed. You know, the play calling is brilliant. Like, that kid that transferred, too, uh, Minshew, Gardner that Minshew. quarterback. Yeah, yeah, Gardner Minshew from uh, East Carolina there. What a quarterback, you know. He's he's it's, he's a perfect fit in Pullman, and we got to give these guys a lot of credit. Like, they don't just win. They they lay it on thick. That was a big no, win. They're aggressive. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they they're are. Like, normally, you know, Washington State have had some decent teams over the years. But, not like this you know, team. This normally, team's they're sort of, they're soft. Not soft, yep. but, all right, you know, you run this spread they're off. They're flashy. Offense, but, yes, yes, exactly. But we'll run These the ball down tougher. your throat. These yeah, exactly. Tougher. They're aggressive on defense, this Washington State team. They're, they're sort of nasty. Like uh, They look like men. They, they because they have transfers, anybody. right, Gabe? They have JUCO transfers. So think about this. When you're in a coach in this situation, you might not have the talent of an Alabama, but know what they have? Older players that have played in JUCO that come to this program that they're 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 not kids. They're more they they look like men too. Like the way the way they play. I'm just I, I watch I watch a lot of Washington State games at night now. You know me because my my cousin uh, went to Washington State and played there. I'll tell you, it's just it's something different now. They look like men. They don't look like kids. I look at some of those other schools. They look like kids. They, they're they're kind of like they're younger, but they're men. It's like they've experienced life a little bit more. It's really weird. They're they're doing Beach is doing well. The kids are tough. Yeah, and the defense. They used to be flakes on defense. Now they actually make plays. It's crazy. It might be their mustaches make them look. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of facial hair on that team. <laughs> Borgie, yeah, he's got like a little beard. Yeah, he has got a beard. That, yeah, he looks like Tom Selleck from Magnum, like more you so know, than the uh, The uh, Wash, Washington State and the Washington Huskies are playing. Oh well, yeah, Apple Cup. Yeah, the Apple Cup. Now, normally the Apple Cup is is all right, but they're actually playing yeah. for the Pac-12. Uh, it's it's for the division title. It's going to be the best Apple Cup ever, yeah. And it's you know you called it, and like we usually me and you when we were working, we were always like, ah, well, who are we taking in the Apple Cup? This year it means a lot. I don't know, man. That's <laughs> I don't even know who they're playing on the other side. I guess Utah. Yeah, it's Utah. Yeah, Utah's hot. They're they're another team. Utah's really really yeah, hot. Yeah, the they were. They, st- they stumbled though. They stumbled, and uh, they they were playing themselves into the mix. Washington State will be on the outside looking in, even if they win the Pac-12. The Pac-12 just doesn't have enough. You know, they're, it's yeah, it's, they're not going to make that top four now. We're, we have a special college football show tonight because uh, Mike Cardano's insane. Now, I thought, and I love you, Mike, but, um, yeah, I swear to God. So, it's Thanksgiving this week, so they're like, okay, we're going to pre-tape. We're going to do a, a college football show. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, yeah, all right. So, I figured on Wednesday. I don't know. Yeah, so Wednesday like, yeah, would be right. a good. Yeah, Wednesday We're doing a college football right. show. So, <laughs> so, they're like, no, we're doing it Monday night. And I'm like, Monday uh, night. Nice. So we're doing a two-hour special college football show tonight after this were, show. Uh, I know what you're saying. No, no, but get this. Uh, yeah. No, no. We're previewing the Thursday and Friday games 
And then there's another show on Saturday. Now, I'll be on the road on Saturday. But there's another show on Saturday. So this is just like a special college football, um, a special college uh, football uh, today uh, program tonight. And it's going to be live, actually. Cool. So, for yeah, people want to tune in. It should start at about 730 or so. Sort of. It's not like a hard start. You know, it's going to be on YouTube. And uh, it's not live on the radio. You know, it'll be live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page. And um, and uh, it'll it and then it'll be it'll be up after on on demand on the radio like in a podcast format after. So we're gonna break down like Ball State and Miami of Ohio, Northern <laughs> Illinois and Western Michigan, Colorado State and Air Force. Oh God! And you know what, Cam? I look too, and I'm doing this show. I mean, we're doing this right after. So, and I, I I'm not at Studio 34 right now. I'm in the Weehawken uh, studio, so I'm gonna be joining them via Skype. So I look at the game rundown. There's like 22 games. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, like, yeah, that, like it's it it starts with Ball State and Miami of Ohio, Northern uh, Illinois, Western Michigan. But then the real games start too. Yeah, then you get yeah. You said it, man. Huge slate. They don't screw around on Thanksgiving, brother. Like Oklahoma and um, Oklahoma and West Virginia is on Friday night. Yep. Central Florida and South Florida. That's always a great game. That's on uh, That's on Friday as well. Apple Cup, 8.30 Friday. Good wow. stuff. Game time decisions continues. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Gabriel Morenci, Cam Stewart. Mike Blewett will join us uh, in a couple of moments. Uh, 440 to be exact. Ricky Sanders joins us at 6 o'clock. We'll talk some DFS. Massive Monday night football game this evening from Hollywood, California. Well, it's actually technically from South Central, to be honest yes. with you. Uh, they'll, they'll sell the Hollywood aspect, and it has a Hollywood feel uh, to it tonight. Uh, but the stadium actually literally is in South Central, and um, it's technically in Watts. Um, very, very um, historic stadium, Cam. I used to live there, and I used to go there. It's one of those stadiums where it's, like, old, and there's it's real old school. There's no glitz to it. You know, like, it's... There's no luxury suites, really. There's a couple of boxes and stuff, but, you know, it was built for the 19, uh, 1934 Olympics. So, you know, that's it's so basically it's it's that old. Of course, the USC Trojans play there, as you see, but there's some great movies that were filmed there, dude. Like, uh, growing up as I, I was a kid, I loved those movies. Like, there was one with Charleston, uh, Charleston Heston, and I don't know if you know remember it. He's a cop, and there's a sniper. There's a sniper at the Super Bowl. 
It was at the Coliseum. He's right. Yeah, up yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. It was filmed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was filmed at the Coliseum. Like, there's a million TV shows and movies have been filmed there. So, that's a great movie. And there was another movie there where it was the Super Bowl, and somebody, um, somebody hijacked the blimp. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah. They hijacked. Great theme. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna hijack the Goodyear blimp. Yeah. Like this, this is what we need, old man and Larry and Wawa. If yeah. you, you guys are out there. Come on, man. Yeah, these guys you, are historians. Oh, they'd be all like, oh, that movie and that movie right away. They'd know, like they they tell us. And I don't know. I, I, I told you the story. I don't know if you remember, but I've told the story on the air a few times about. Uh, so you remember the TV show Hunter? Yes, Hunter, former yeah. uh, player too. He played for the yes, Rams. Sir. Did he not? Yes, yeah, he played yes, played he for did. the Rams. Yeah, yeah. Hunter. So he played for the Rams. So when I was there, the Raiders played there, right? So uh, and the Rams played in Orange County at Disney, uh, Disney, um, Disneyland. Yep. Um, so where, where the Angels played and even before the Angels had their own stadium. So whatever. So, so the TV show Hunter used to be pretty popular. And Hunter was a cop. Like, it was a cop show. And he's a big dude, man. Like, I was a defensive lineman. So the guy's a big dude. And me and my buddy were actually smoking one. In the uh, in the parking lot, <laughs> all right. Yes, like we were smoking one in the parking lot, and Hunter rolls up on us, and I look at my buddy and I'm like, "Put it out, man! Hunter's there." And my my buddy's like, "He's not a real cop, you know." <laughs> yeah, it's <a> TV show. <laughs> yeah, but he's so intimidating, and, you know. And dude, he was dressed like Hunter, like he was wearing like a cheap suit and stuff. Like, so, like, and he even was all surly. Like, he gave us a dirty look because of the smell and everything. And I was like, man, we just pissed Hunter off. I was like, good thing he's not a real cop. <laughs> we couldn't resist. We asked him, where's Stephanie Kramer at? Of course, Stephanie Kramer was uh, his, uh, his partner. Yes. A uh, very, very attractive. Um, yeah, yeah attractive she's one of the only stuff. women that could, like, rock a pantsuit that, uh, and look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a good point. Day, she yeah. used to rock the pantsuit. <laughs> She wears a pants. She wears a better pantsuit than uh, uh, Hillary Clinton. Yeah, than Hillary Clinton's <laughs> pantsuits. Her Hillary Clintons have kind of an Asian touch to them. They're more uh, silky pantsuits. Yeah, I don't understand what she's doing with that look. But anyway, continue, Marenzi. No, no, Bad she had suits. the yeah, yeah, yeah. Steph, Steph, Stephanie Kramer had the old school like the hot pantsuit. Yeah, the 70s, yeah, like the, the like 80s tight, pantsuit tight look. pantsuit. Oh yeah, I like that look. Yes, those shows Remi- were the best. Like Remington Steele's got chick. She looked good in a pantsuit, too. Stephanie, Stephanie Zimbalist. <laughs> That's her name. Yeah, I used to love I used to love those old school ladies, too. I don't know what it is, and I still get that thing. Like, you know what's funny, though? It's, like, yeah, yeah. it's weird. Oh, I have weird. A, me, too. I got it. I have, I have a weird, uh, like, I have a weird thing for, like, chicks and, like, you know, the 20-minute workout girls when I was there. I'm like, ugh, these well, chicks Of course, are hot, they were hot know? as like, hell. The, the, the leg but outs, the, the big Steel, hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephanie Zimbalist. Um... I remember because in those days, you remember all the chicks on TV were like, uh, it was like Charlie's Angels, Three's Company. Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of sort of blonde, ditzy chicks. And True. I always True. remember, like, she, I thought she was hot, the chick on Remington Steel, but I was like, she seems too mature for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was very, yeah, she seemed bright. Yeah. Like, like a real lady. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, she was like a real woman. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I liked, uh, I liked, uh, I still do. I like Janet from Three's Company. Oh yeah, yeah. She used to look amazing. You don't want to see pictures. Yeah, she she had a real bad uh, rough go of it uh, in recent years. Yeah, like if I 
the chick that was yeah. the hottest to me was the chicken V. Remember that show where the alien chicks came down? <laughs> she was like the leader of the bad chick. She was the with the big black hair and stuff. Like when I was a little kid, like that's when I started really liking women. I'm like, I really got wasn't the that Aaron? This chick isn't from that V. Aaron, isn't that What's Aaron her name again? Is that her name again? A chick from V. I don't know, man. I she could was, be wrong. No, you could be uh, Aaron Gray. She was also on Silver Spoons. Really? Huh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll get to the bottom of this one. She's well, taking you a long time. On I heard you spoons. typing. Yeah, I know. It says hot chick V. No, it's not going to what I want to go to. That's the, see, that's the All thing. All right, so what did I say? Well, we got to go. I can't right. find it. Yeah. What's All right, hold name? on. Aaron Gray? What's her name? Aaron Gray. Aaron I'm Gray. See. Aaron Gray. Is that the chick? Yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah, no, I know her. No, no, I know her. But she's hot. No, somebody else. That chick was on Buck Rogers, man. That's <laughs> I like her too. Yeah, she was a. She was, huh? Hello, hello, Buck. Yeah, she used to hang out with the robot. Remember when Buck Rogers was like banging like chicks on uh, other uh, planets and stuff? Yeah, that was. She was the hot chick who went with Buck Rogers. Are you yeah, sure she wasn't yeah. on V? No, no, that no, no. Was no, V? No. Yeah, was oh, yeah. V the Aaron, one? Yeah. Was Aaron V Gray. the one? Was V the one where they yeah they peeled off and there were lizards underneath? Yes, 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 Morenci. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, they were the they were the aliens. They and they, and that's why she was so good because she came across as a hot chick. It's like, hey man, yeah, hey, yeah, baby. I remember that chick. And yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm a lizard and I'm gonna eat you type of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, the V was like, yeah, when I was a kid, I'm like, wow, man, this. The, uh, yeah. You know what movie freaked me out? You know what movie <laughs> freaked me out when I was a kid? Coma. Coma. You ever seen the movie Coma? No, I, I have not seen the Look movie at, Coma. Even now, and it's funny, I'm in a bad homicide, and, like, nothing really creeps me out or anything. Dude, just look, punch in movie poster Coma. All right, Coma. Movie, movie poster. poster. Yeah, okay. It's spooky as hell, bro. Like, you're looking at it. Like, even now, yeah. I look at it. Like, oh, God. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, somebody yeah. suspended in air. It's kind of like an evil Princess Leia about to, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it just Dude. looks, it looks like, yeah, that's scary stuff, man. It's and I saw. The one that I have is in French, too. It says Dimanche, eight hours. I saw. Lundi, eight hours. Enfant. I saw. Yeah, that's weird. I saw Jaws in the theater, too, in, like, 1976 or 77 when it came out. And uh, it was, like, 14 years and older only. But I went with my father, and I remember the guy in the theater, like, telling him, you know, this movie's not for kids. But I remember my father telling him, I'll decide what my kid watches. Exactly. <laughs> I go in I like there, your, and I see Jaws, I, I like, like your dad. ready. I, I, don't, I, I like your dad's style. It's so true. It's like, I'm the parent. I can, I can you know what I mean? What are you telling me? PG. Shut up. Yeah, my father was you, also, my father, my father was also the one that, uh, when I was, like, four years old, I opened up a present, and uh, my mother said, oh, you should thank Santa Claus for this. My father's yeah. like, Santa Claus? I bought it. There's no Santa Claus. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean there's no Santa Claus? And, yeah, yeah, like, they were pissed. My grandmother called me. There is a Santa Claus. And I was like, well, yeah. who should I believe between the two of you? Like, yeah. you know, there either is or there isn't a Santa Claus. Your dad gave you, he gave you some, like, real-life lessons early so you, you wouldn't get disappointed. Yeah, yeah, I, basically. I, I figured out I Santa do. Claus, too. I, I figured out I do. my parents. I snuck up one night and saw them, man, and it ruined it forever for me. I wish they would have told me. Because, you know, I see my dad putting gifts under the tree. I'm like, well, that's Santa Claus's job. Great. You know? Yeah, my grandmother used figure to. figure that stuff out. Yeah, my grandmother was into it. She used to leave the uh, the milk and cookies out for him and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even carrots for the for the reindeer. She's hardcore. <laughs> milk and cookies. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs>
Only Santa Claus is someone coming to shank you and home invasion. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Look at our area. Santa Claus, the San the Mall Santa Claus is a serial killer. Great. That's yeah, exactly. the world we're living in. The guy was a mall Santa. He's a damn serial killer. Great. The biggest Good mall stuff. in Canada. The, <laughs> yeah. the, the, one of the Santa Clauses. <laughs> and they actively arrested him during like the holidays too. Yeah. Like basically, yeah. oh yeah, for sure. He got so there was a holidays. serial killer on the loose in Toronto for like seven years. They yep. didn't really want to spook people, but basically there were a lot of missing people, and there was a pattern. Yep. Like he was going on dating sites, male uh, yep. dating yeah, sites. Yeah. The gay, he basically killed a lot of guys in the gay community. Like he did a, yeah. a lot of damage because, yeah. and also he would he specifically preyed on like. Um, on like Middle Eastern gay people, yeah, a lot of different because, guys. Yeah, it wasn't just white guys. Yeah, well, too. people, yeah, you're right, everybody. Yeah, no, I'm saying people that wouldn't report or you know what I mean, lived a secret life. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he wasn't plucking people off the street. People that were living a secret life, so their friends don't know where they are. I don't know. Like, yeah, you yeah. Don't know like, no, like they work secretly. Transients. Secretly on. Transients. A, yeah, if I'm, if I'm secretly on a male dating site, I'm probably not telling you. Now, I'm not on secretly on a male dating site right now, but yes. I probably wouldn't tell you if I was, right? Exactly. Like, you'd go, oh, no, I know everything about Marenzi. He's, you know, no, like, you know what I mean? But there's people you don't know. See, anyways, this guy was a real nut job. He would, he would cut people up into little pieces, and uh, then, being a nice guy that he pretended to be, he volunteered in the community to, um, to help uh, old people's um, gardens. So, like, you know, old people in the neighborhood, he'd go, oh, listen, I'll help play your flower bed and stuff this year, Mrs. Smith. Yeah. Oh, you're so nice. And he disposed of the body parts in other people's gardens. That's, yeah, and, people don't um, know. And his side gig was landscaping, and he had another, he had another yeah. like, hide up there. That's where they found all the bones and stuff. And a good point by you. Yeah, he got all transients, like guys who, like, you know what I mean, didn't tell their parents they were gay and stuff like that. The guy did a lot of, like, dirty research, man. Like, he knew, like, what victims, victims to attack and stuff. And, yeah. To Gabe's he whacked a few non-gay like, yeah. people, but yes, he, for the most part, that was his pattern. Yeah. You know, like he man, was. He, he got away like, with it. He got away with it for a long. time. I think time, there were a man. couple of a couple of women from dating sites too. Like basically, basically like a Craigslist killer type of guy. You know what I mean? Like yes, yeah, very like those, those ads on like, the internet. He looked like Santa Claus. Like if you were to meet that guy, you go, know. it's the jolly guy from the bar. That's the scary thing. I look at the guy. Imagine and go, oh, my know, God, like your kid like Santa. Yeah. Imagine like your kid sitting on a guy's lap, and then you find out like two days later, you're like, "That's the serial killer in the city." Yeah, Lisa told me actually, and because she did a thing with Santa Claus, that, that I think she has the picture. It's him as the as the Eaton Center like uh, I don't uh, Santa Claus. I don't want to never trust Santa. I never trust Santa Clauses in malls. <laughs> No, exactly. They're <laughs> you watch The Simpsons. You're you're gonna meet like Barney Gumble or somebody like, hey, yeah, whirlwind. No, yeah. no. Come on, Homer, seven to one. Yeah, it's like I just, yeah, Santa. like I just yeah, I don't know. I just yeah, I have a hard time trusting Santa, Santa Mall Santa. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> I don't right, want to be sitting on his lap. Where where let's are we bring going? Bring uh, big big cat steps oh, up in it. What's cat, up, big big, big big cat? What's up, big cat? Hey guys, how about the old show WKRP and Lonnie Anderson? Oh, a great show! Yeah, yeah, yeah. She it's was on, on every I, night. I actually, I actually had I a thing for Bailey Corners a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, like, the, the, you're, yeah, you're Bailey, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah more Bailey. They're both uh, Nessman walking around like zombies with Lonnie around. <laughs> they're both. Um, yeah, Michelle Serpico's our uh, our Lonnie Anderson. <laughs> um, yeah, nice. nice. Um, Bailey, Bailey's, Bailey's, Bailey's cute. 
But even when you watch the reruns, you're like, holy crap. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston, uh, or not Jennifer Aniston, what's her? Um, Lonnie Anderson. Uh, Lonnie Anderson. Jennifer in the show, I combine the names. <laughs> um, yes. she, she married Burt Reynolds. Yeah, Burt. Yeah, yeah she, was, she hooked up with Burt. They were only married for like four years or something, or maybe a little longer. I remember Burt Reynolds saying marriage should be a four-year contract, like college. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like college. <laughs> yeah, you decide. Yeah, that's true. Decide, but Bert ran through him quick. <laughs> yeah, you decide whether to, uh, yeah, to re- renegotiate the deal or not. Yeah. But, of course, yeah, with Thanksgiving coming up, you remember it's the most famous WKRP episode in which Mr. Carlson has the, uh, the Thanksgiving Day promotion in which they drop turkeys from the sky. And um, basically and the next scene is, as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. <laughs> Hey, hey, guys, I have a couple quick questions here. Uh, first off, I'm going to ask Cam, what he thinks about the Edmonton Oilers, me being a fan, getting frustrated night after night we're losing games here. Is it time for a coaching change? Not just that, Big Cat. I, just, I, I, think, I think they have too much of the same player. And when I look at Edmonton, they don't have toughness. Uh, it's one thing that, that's lacking with the team. Sure, they got McDavid. He can't do it all by himself. The goaltending's been inconsistent. i got to be honest with you, Cam Talbot, I expected a hell of a lot more from him. He's been a real disappointment since he's come over. And uh, they just they need more grit. And Lucic, they thought, was going to be the answer, but it's not working for them. I don't know if it's the coach. They, fight, they, they go through coaches, and it's the same damn results. It's maybe hey, you have, eventually you have to look at the players, Big Cat, and go, wow, we have Dreisaitl and McDavid and all these stars, and we still can't win. I think it's a real pro. I, I just think it's a culture change. They need to get uh, uh, like a power forward, uh, d- uh, like a defenseman, guys who like punch people in the teeth. They're too soft. Like my buddy said the other day, who skates faster than Lutrich? He said a phone book with skates on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Cam, yeah, he is pr- you just he is said it. Footed. Yeah, you just said it though, Cam. You're like, oh, they need to get tougher. That's why they brought Lukic in before, right? Yeah, but he's so. But he, but to Big Cat's point, he's so slow now, Gabe. He's not even like effective, like a like a, like a power forward guy that's kind of a little bit tougher. Like I don't know what to think about Edmonton though. Like, you, Gabe, you know, like year after year, it's kind of like you're waiting. You're going, yeah, and and nah, I don't, and, yeah, I know, and they don't get over the hump. They they have they to had make the a brief run the two years ago. Two years ago, they had that brief yeah. run at the end. McDavid's rookie year. And you're like, man, this team looks like the real deal. Yeah, and it almost feels like Mike Trout. I mean, you've got arguably the best player in the league. I mean, Crosby yes. even said it the other day. He Very said, I think, similar. I think McDavid now is the best player in the league. And, you know, like you said, they just they can't get the right pieces in place. A couple quick questions for Gabe. You know, uh, moving into our survivor pool here, I asked your opinion, Gabe, last week on Carolina or New Orleans. Oh, don't Obviously, ask me. Least- I'm out. I, got Arizona. I, I need your opinion on mine, man. <laughs> All right, what do you got? What do you think between Carolina this week, Pittsburgh, and Dallas? I, I'm not leaning towards Pittsburgh so much. We'd like to use them against Oakland in week four. Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. Dallas now, uh, what do you Cole McCoy's no, okay. Sure. No, but what about Seattle's playing Carolina. That game can go either way. Like that's, Yeah, that's not a lock. And what's and your other one? Pittsburgh's We're looking Denver at Carolina, Pittsburgh, or Dallas. Wow. Dallas. We're down to 45 guys right now out of, uh, I believe there was 2,083 to start, so it's kind of yeah, nitty-gritty right now. Yeah, yeah I would go uh, with, uh, I guess, Dallas. Dallas is the biggest spread, but I don't like it's tough. Like, Pittsburgh's on the I'd, road. I'd say, I'd say Dallas. I'd say Dallas, too. I just don't think. I'm I think thinking Dallas, myself, yeah, especially with McCoy playing and uh, and uh, Washington losing their quarterback, so. Yeah, you know, Cole might not be that much of a drop-off. Then no, I, I agree with that. I agree with that, though. But I, I think the Redskins, 
just beat down on the lines and stuff. Uh, I think Dallas is starting to turn a corner. It's Thanks, big anyway, guys. Have, have, have Later, a great buddy. day, guys. And uh, get an update from Clam Chowder on the CFL uh, Great Cup if you can. We okay. will. We will. We'll call in later in the week. We'll hit the Great Cup. Calgary Stampeders, four and a half point favorites in the Great Cup. Game time decision continues. Mike Blewett next. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game Time Decisions, Ready Rage Radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. So I mentioned earlier, talking about the, the football game here tonight, we'll get into it, but I mentioned the, the stadium, so we talked about the movies. Our man, Old Man, tuning in. Shout out to Old Man. Thanks for tuning in in Boston. Uh, he's like our uh, he's like our uh, researcher fact, on the show. Yeah, fact checker. Uh, make sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah historian. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's he can good. let us know. Yeah. We just say, hey, that movie. So I was talking earlier about the movie, so it's called Black Sunday. Great title, too, huh? It's a 1977 American thriller film, John Frankenheimer, uh, based on Thomas Harris' novel, the same name, right? So here's here's the gist of it. Uh, Michael Lander is a pilot who flies the Goodyear blimp over uh, a national foot, over NFL football games to fill them for network television. Secretly deranged by years of torture as a prisoner of war in Vietnam, he's had a bitter court-martial on his return and a failed marriage. He longs to commit suicide and take uh, with him as many uh, many cheerful, carefree American civilians as he sees from the blimp each weekend. And, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern's the bad guy. Robert Shaw, Bruce, uh, Bruce Dern. Um, great, great movie. Um, it's filmed there. Like, yeah, come on. They take over the blimp and stuff like that. that that's, <laughs> that's good awesome. stuff. It it's like... Um, <laughs> It's like uh, that movie, that uh, that Van, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, great movie, Sudden Death, where it's all filmed at a Pittsburgh Penguin game. <laughs> you ever seen that movie? Yes, 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 yes. He dresses as the goalie and stuff, like, secretly. <laughs> like, uh, great, great. I love, I love that. Like, most sports movies suck, but yeah. I like when they combine the two. Let's bring up Mike Blewett in. Maybe Mike remembers this movie, Black Sunday. There was another Robert one at the end. Quint, Quint from Jaws. How could you not like that guy in the lead oh, role? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a hardcore. Story Blue knows. Hey, Blue smart guy. He he knows. He knows everything, man. He's sharp. See, um, so you remember the other movie, uh, the other football movie, and of the time there, there was the Charlton Charlton Heston one. Remember, and there was a sniper loose in a football game in the L.A. Coliseum oh, at the Super Bowl type thing. One. Yeah, I don't know. Our, our boy in Boston is going to let us know in a second. Yeah, he will. Uh, he's, yeah, he's always on top of it. But, yeah, I was saying, so I used to live in L.A., and I used to go to the games, and, 
you know, there would there would only be like thirty seven thousand people at the game and stuff, right? So the stadium would be half empty. <laughs> and I never went to USC games. I, I went to the Raider games on Sunday. So I used to like sort of go and hang around, you know, tailgate. I'd hang around the stadium and you know, I'm a I like I like stadiums and their history and stuff and the Olympic swimming pool and the USC campus is there. So I used to just go and soak it all in, but I'd walk around the stadium, man. It's just so it's one of those just sort of old classic stadiums, but a lot yep. of history there. First, game, first Super Yeah. First Super Bowl ever was there. Um, sure. you know, the the Watts riots, of course, socially were right outside there. Uh, the Watts yeah. Tower is right right within distance of the place. You know, you're inside the dichotomy between South Central LA and the lush greens of the USC campus as well as quite a uh, quite a um, I agree. I saw a, a game there five years ago. Um, BC played USC. And it was unfortunately around the time that Lane Kippen was uh, just fired. So the place, while we were expecting a really cool experience out there, it was about five, it was mostly empty, like you, what you're talking about. It was about, of a 90,000-seat stadium, maybe 40,000 people there. It was a noon game. They weren't into a non-conference opponent, and they walked over BC, so the fans were probably spot on and not showing up. Yeah, the... Um... The uh, the history the history of the stadium and seen a lot of a lot of big football games there, and uh, now you get the, the Rams here tonight against the the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm getting a, very, uh, very a note cape Monday nighter. Yep. Two minute warning is the movie you're looking for. Two minute warning. That's what the oh two minute Spencer warning. Spencer and La- Larry from Wawa says and Spencer. Two minute warning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Sunday and nod on that one, right? Thank you. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll give we'll give we'll get people caught up to date on the plot of what that movie was about uh, in a couple of minutes. <laughs> so Summerall and by the way, the announcers in Black Sunday, Pat Summerall and Tom Brookshire, for old school NFL fans, that was a classic awesome. team before Summerall um, and got together with Madden. Pat Summerall wow. was great. He used to be drunk in the booth, he right? Was awesome. Famously, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he and Brookshire, <laughs> slurring, he and Brookshire, yeah, but it he, up a lot. They were he they were drinking pals. Yeah, but he didn't have like the Harry Carey like. No, yeah, yeah. Right, he wasn't right. sloppy. He wasn't a sloppy drunk, but you could tell he's drinking. Just very. He was the type of yeah, drunk yeah. guy that yeah had the little flask in the jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wink, wink, right? Quick shot yeah. at the commercial break. But yeah, you just had that sort of old grandfather, like sort of a couple of drinks type. Into I, mean, I, I grew up on his voice calling NFL games. You know, I was, me too. Like I that's the growing, symbolic. Growing up in the eighties, that's that's my guy. What was I, his call? Too a lot of Giants games. You hear um, his call was just simple. He, Nothing. He had no call. Simple. It was just he let it was just and he let the fans touchdown. He just say touchdown yeah. Cowboys, yeah. touchdown yeah. Eagles. Yes. He would just, let the fans yeah, he, take it. He want he lets yeah. you soak in the environment that was happening in the stadium. Yeah. yeah, it's a very different way of broadcasting now. Nobody does nobody does it like that. They're talking and talking. It's like wild pandemonium fireworks. Like he 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 was more of a scene setter. He let you soak it all in. Like gone are the old school guys like that. They talked a lot less. Yeah, well, Joe Tessitore is is doing <laughs> the game tonight, so he's the more yeah. modern. Yeah, now, yeah, he's also the. Joe Tessitore, while annoying, I find, he's obviously a great broadcaster. And I, yeah. I've enjoyed his work over the years. Now, he climbed the ladder to become the number one guy at ESPN pretty quickly because he is ESPN. 
like Joe Tessitore, like we just talked about. Like Pat Summerall was just sort of, yeah, yeah. welcome to Cowboy Stadium. And he'd sort of pause. Yeah. Big, big game today. Touchdown, Cowboys. Roger Staubach, 12 yards. Like he would just sort of set the scene. And like, like you said, he'd set the table and back off. Joe Tessitore, we are live at Jerry's World. And, oh, my God. Dak Prescott for four yards. Where it's over the top, but he got, he's gotten rewarded for it. So it's hard for us to say, oh, you know what? You're way over the top, Tessator. No, he got the Monday Night Jump. Like, they yeah. they think that that's, they, it needs to be over the top now, Mike. That's the way, Look, like, I broadcasting do, I is. do appreciate How the hell do the I energy? have a career? <laughs> <laughs> I, do, uh, I do appreciate the energy, but I think what you're, basically what you're driving at, he, he's selling it on every play, and, we don't really need that. We're already watching the game. I mean, we don't need that. Uh, I, what I don't understand is I don't know how selling every play brings the casual fan in anymore. I, like, if they're watching it, they're watching it. I, I don't think you selling the four-yard out is going to make them like football more. Well, you know what's funny? The, you're right. And the, the best job that he did – and Witten, Witten has struggled a bit this year. He has yep. his spots yep. where he's he's good. Yep. I'll, I'll let you know what I think there, well, well, when he's good. But the best game that Tessator and Witten had this year was the Patriots-Bills game. And why? Because nothing really happened. You know, it was a low-scoring game, and Tessator was sort of his old college self again. Like, he really – he wasn't in, you know what, I'm going to overdo this – he sort of let the game just handle itself, and it was actually more pleasurable to listen to. It's when they get these superstars. Oh, my God, Aaron Rodgers. Did you see that, Jason? It's like, dude, he threw a six-yard outplay here. Like, you know what I mean, Pat? Like, yeah. you, you know, you know, it's just unbelievable. Taysom Hill runs for three yards. What innovation from the Packers offense or Saints offense. Like, it becomes a drool fest. So tonight yeah. it's going to be a drool fest. And oh, that's yeah. the way ESPN. That's the way ESPN wants it, though. And you're right, Mike. It's yeah. sort of the end. I'm sure too. Look, man, we have meetings, and you know. So imagine like being Tessator and Whitney and stuff. They probably have yeah. like six meetings a week, and they're being told this and that, and don't do this oh, and say God, this. And, so many. Yeah. I mean, it's got to yeah. got to be over the top. And I imagine notes from everyone. That, that, yeah, yeah, exactly. Suggestions, notes, wink, wink. Do this. Don't do that. And. I imagine, though, that the ESPN brass with Monday Night Football sort of tells him, assume people don't know everything about football. Because like you said, they, it's a very, it's a very, you know, like, you know, like certain newspapers, they'll say, all right, like the New York Post reads at a grade six level. You know, the Washington, yeah. you know, the Washington Post will read at a grade 11 level. The International Herald Tribune is a university level, Right. You know, so basically, they 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 are saying let's dumb this down, right? Like assume that you know someone's watching a game that, you know, like when they say you need to, you know, you need to do feet in. It's like you know when they explain the rules and the minor things, they're trying to sell the overall broad sport here, basically there. And you know, it's fun. One funny yes. thing I was gonna say about Trump and politics actually, with this. You know the way like Trump talks on like on at these rallies and yes. and his tweets. Yeah. It's you calculated. know, dude, he is, purp- he is purposely misspelling. He is purposely doing this. He purposely 
And I, you know, cause I'm always fascinated by that and the different like levels of how do you reach people? And they basically stated Trump speaks at these rallies in a grade five level. So you're, you're basically a, a tenor, you're a 10 <laughs> or 11 year old. You're a 10 or 11 year old. You understand what he's saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, yeah. you get it. The guy, the guy went to Wharton Business School. Yes, he did. Do you think that he speaks at a five, a, a fifth grade level, like when when he's playing golf at Mar-a-Lago? I don't think so, right? Like basically, no. they figured it out. They figured it out. Like let's just dumb this down as much as possible, purposely make mistakes, spelling, etc. It makes you one of them, and it's just it's, sort of it's so it's same it's, with ESPN. It is I'm just saying, you know. It is. Yes, it is part of that. We, uh, on the morning show, you and I can get into a longer discussion about it, but what I would say is that what he is good at is using influential language and convincing people of nicknames for certain people. For yes. example, he's got a little, nickname for everybody. Little Marco. Yeah, this go. guy. Lion Ly- Ted. Yeah, it's all that. Guy. This Everyone's got Lion yes. this person. Crazy True. this no, person. He, Yep, it's very. Um, he's gonna run out of them. They're getting old, but you know what he did <laughs> over the weekend? But they stick. He called uh, Adam the Adam uh, Adam Stift. He actually called him Little Adam Shit. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. President of the United wow. States is tweeting. Hey, how about this Adam Shit guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, an, I'm a lo- lifelong I thought, New I Yorker, so I've been dealing with this guy for a long time. Unfortunately, yeah, I thought he's moved. I thought you were gonna say. Slightly higher position. Yeah, I thought you were so, going to say that the one the one thing that Tessator is good at is his nicknames. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know you were going to go with Trump. There. I was like, oh, yeah, you're going to be like, the one thing Tessator is good at. We're all over the map. Sure. Look, we started yeah, this no, segment exactly. with Black Sunday. We're talking about congressmen yeah. now. I don't know where we're going. i got to keep it moving. Uh, started, started, yeah. We asked about a football game. But Charlton show, Heston, you know, yeah. You know, I, yeah, I got another one, Gabe. He was in another movie as a Saints quarterback called Number One. That from Drusilla. Wow, Charlton Heston as a Saints quarterback, Number One. I don't know that. I don't know that one. I don't either. I don't know that one. Uh, these guys are pretty. Guys are listening. They're pretty sharp. I, I've After heard that Planet of the Apes. Jeez, how old? Is he? <laughs> Planet of the Apes, and then he's a Saints quarterback, Number One. Well, he, yeah, he did more than just that one. A lot of range on Heston. Yeah, big yeah, time. he's also. Range. Uh, What's the uh, what's the religious movie he's in? He's uh, he is the uh, Moses. Isn't he Moses? Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments. Yeah. yeah. yeah he's he, the guy's a, the guy's a legend, man. He man, I remember watching that. I remember <laughs> when the Ten Commandments was on TV when I was a kid. And man, I remember like asking my grandfather and grandmother. I was like, like, how many nights is this going to be on in a row? <laughs> It, it, it didn't end. <laughs> it was like a seventy-eight hour, like seventy-eight hour miniseries, Cam. Like, and I was it's like, like Warren Log. Yeah, it's like the book. Yeah, of like, where's it fan- just keeps on going. Where's, fan- <laughs> where's Fantasy Island? Like, well, how come? Like, it's like, yeah, you know, Here's like everyone watched too. Can I get Gilligan? Can we roll Gilligan out here for a half hour? <laughs> yeah. So almost now we have to hit the football game on the other side. We have to keep it yeah, off topic. Yeah, <laughs> That's what we do with okay. them. We usually we we have different yeah. conversations, different topics. It's good. All right, I'll stick all around. Right, so, all right, so I like this old man. I, I love, like the, I love the, uh, I love the the linkness here, though. The, how everything syncs together. Old man in Boston says Mrs. Roper has a cameo in that Van Damme movie where they're at in Pittsburgh at the game, and she gets killed. Wow. 
didn't know. Holy yeah, two really came warning. full circle. It really brought it down right at the end of the segment. Yeah. Mrs. Roper ate it at the end Mrs. of Roper. the Van Damme movie. Yeah, here it is. The two-minute warning. A crazy sniper. There was Mr. Roper during all this. <laughs> Doing peering uh, in the window of his neighbor. Uh, a crazy sniper is set to uh, kill spectators at an L.A. Coliseum football championship game, and the police race against time to eliminate him. Yeah, you need Charlton Heston on the scene to do that. <laughs> or Robert Shaw. Yeah, Bruce yeah, like Stern, and it was great one too. Of those guys. Yeah, he shot him right in front of like the the you know like the uh, the clock, the famous clock. Yeah, yeah Heston. Yeah, mm-hmm. Heston got him. Heston uh, Heston got him. Yeah, they don't. They don't, they, they don't make, you know what, the, the most recent, they don't make good sports movies or con, combine them. When, you know what the one I liked? I liked the one with Wesley Snipes and uh, Robert De Niro, the, the fan. fan. The Fan was the a fan. wicked movie. Yeah, that one was good. Was that was good. I like when. Good. De Niro uh, was creepy in that one. Yeah, De Niro's stalking him and they're on the beach. Yeah. And he says to creepy. Wesley Snipes, he goes, oh, what do you do for a living? He goes, oh, I'm a baseball player. And, uh, and he goes, oh, I didn't know that. And Wesley says to him, he goes, good. He goes, I'm glad you're not one of those loser fans that takes this stuff too seriously. (laughs) It's just like the look at De Niro's face, like loser fan. I like you. I like that movie Big Fan even with the Giants fan. It was with that uh, Oswald guy. That movie rocks, man. Michael Rappaport. Scotty Farrell is the voice of it. Oh, man, that movie rocks. That was a a really good movie, man. Big fan. I'm a big fan. That was a good sports movie. And on a lighter note, since we'll we'll wrap up the segment on a lighter note, um, I don't know. I don't know. Cam, Cam, probably. Um, I don't know if you remember the movie Cam. Um, you might, Mike. Uh, it's called On the Right Track. Gary Coleman. On the Right Track. I don't know that one. No, I don't know I don't that know one. That no. one. You, you, Adam, so, you finally out of my depth. Yeah, yeah, I finally stumped you. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's like probably like 1981. So it's a great movie. So it's when 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 Different Strokes is pretty much at the peak of its popularity, he did a movie, and it was great. And I was a big fan, so I went to see the movie in the theater. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> the promo posters Dude. him him in a cardboard box with money. <laughs> it's amazing. Dude, Dude, you got to click Cam. on it. it. Is oh my god, that's Cam. the best po- poster this I've is, ever this seen. This is the this is the premise <laughs> on the right he lived. track. He lived at the train station. He was an orphan that lived in a locker, and he would shine shoes. And no one cared about him until they discovered that he could pick winners at the track and pick horse races. Amazing. And everyone used him, and then when he lost, they all dumped him again. And the only person that was by his side was Edith from uh, All in the Family. Wow. She's in the movie, too. Gene Stapleton. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, movie review time is done. 
time to get into the game. Level two. Ready to rage radio. Game time decisions. I'm Gabriel Moretzi. Cam Stewart. Mike Blewett uh, with us. Ricky Sanders will join us in the 6 o'clock hour. We'll talk about the big Monday nighter tonight. So let's get into this uh, football game. I was over at the sports book earlier. I put uh, put some prop bets in. I'll share these prop bets uh, with you guys. Uh, but uh, this is an exciting game for uh, DFS purposes uh, as well this evening. And, uh, Mike, uh, word on the street is uh, you won some money at FanDuel last night. Yeah, I had a nice little – I just – it was uh, actually the late slate. So I played a 4 o'clock slate. Um so are you going to be? Are you get? Uh, are you going to be in like our daily roto like uh, commercials and promos? Yeah. Mike Blewett won one hundred and forty three thousand dollars using the daily roto optimizer. No. I wish I won one hundred and twenty five dollars, but I beat out ninety nine people, so I feel like I should talk about it. It was just a really no, no, simple wait. five dollar one hundred person league, and I just I I came out on top. Like I just put it so together what was it? Just for the- on the train on the way home. Uh, from for our what? Show. So that's all the late games, or was it just the late game? A one just game showdown, or for the late four games? o'clock, four four o'clock slate. So, so who'd you have? Drew, Drew Brees, Kamara, Brees, Brees, Gordon, Lindsay, Allen, Thomas, Fitz, Hoyerman, Kirk, Saints D. That's it. That's the lineup. Nice. Yeah, it was beautiful. Impressive. Lind- Lindsay had a huge game. Kirk with that early touchdown. The Cardinals. The key when I was putting it together. Jump. The key when I was putting it together is taking David Johnson out, putting Lindsey in, and then you could slot in all the other receivers. That's how the lineup kind of came together. Yeah, See, yeah. yeah. You That's know, Mike Blewett's optimizer, Gabe. See, saving money with Lindsey, building a strong, uh, strong. It's all daily Roto's info, anyway. Yes, you know, but you, you know have to use it. You know, it was a screw job yesterday. Was uh, was Fitzpatrick getting taken out of the game for fantasy purposes? Tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah, like I used him in one of my lineups. Like that lineup was. Toast. I had him. I had him in over Luck. You and I talked about for three hours. We talked about that we like the Giants Bucks over, and it does go over by a mile. Yeah, the game goes the other they're they're the, the way game. we oh, yeah, thought for sure, for sure. Yeah, of course, Winston. Yeah, if you would have started Winston yeah. over with Fitzpatrick, he would have been right. better off. Right. So, how about your Pittsburgh Steelers yesterday? We'll get to the Rabs game in a second. Yeah, Steelers sure. played like crap yesterday. It. You know, it's amazing. I was in the, we were in the studio yesterday at 4 o'clock, and we were melting down. Like, it was – and are you okay, Yang? Yang actually fell, Cam, yesterday. It was gold, man. Really? Yeah, he really didn't hurt himself, though, but – Yeah, you yeah. Can, well, right? Yang was working with us last night. I know he needed Trubisky, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Tough times. Yeah, Yang fell out. from – Yang Yang was on top of a ladder, and he fell off the top of the ladder in front oh of my us God. Like, during the show. Yeah. Jesus. So we were losing money, though, so we were more concerned with our, our bets than Yang at the time. How it goes. <laughs> you got to know your priorities, Yang. Come on. No, I actually, I actually stormed out of the studio. The when, we're, when we're watching the Texans try to hang on. For no, no, Martino, Martino, Martino helped them up. Um, um, so I left the studio, and I saw that Ben threw the interception. And then there was a flag, and it was taking forever, and I, I didn't see the end. So I got back home, and I'm like, oh, look, the Steelers won. But, hey, give them credit for coming back from a 16 nothing deficit. But they really didn't play well. Right. I mean, they ended up winning the game. No. It was an ugly game, man. I mean, the Jags just gave it away. The Steelers stormed for two touchdowns in the last two and a half minutes. They got thoroughly outplayed, turned the ball over a bunch. Like, it's just that. Sign of a good team, though, Mike. 
They get it yeah, done. That was their which, that was their D that was their D game, and they win that game. That's what we were talking about. When I was talking about it with Galena. I'm like, the Steelers are scary, Gabe. Like you know, they're one of those teams. Like they they came nothing. They they have they brought nothing to the table that game. They could beat they anybody. Cab. Yeah, yeah. And I don't They'll know if Mike agree with this. The Steeler fed. I don't know about that. They could beat they could beat anybody, but they could lose to anybody in the playoffs. Yeah, too. they Do you agree with that, Mike? Yes. Yes, because of the way they played against the Jaguars last year and the way they played against the Patriots the year before that. They just, they've thrown up some dud games in the playoffs that you really don't anticipate when you watch them over the course of the first 16 games, but it has happened the last few years. So uh, I, I'm impressed by the fact that they won yesterday, but this is also a team playing against a team where they only let Bortles throw the ball five times after they had a 16-point lead, they couldn't get a first down to save themselves. I was more impressed by the Steelers' D keeping it yep. tight with the three yep. turnovers and down to 16 points than I, as, than I was with Ben really making some huge plays late. And that was Ben yesterday. Like He, he really was sharp in that last 15 minutes of the game when he needed to be. The Jags, uh, the Jags are three-point favorites at Buffalo. The number feels a little short. I know the Bills coming off that win, I get it against the Jets, but this is the type of game I don't think they'll be able to stop Fournette. Um, yeah. And that that Jags defense will be a little much. Jalen Ramsey did his thing, man. He had two interceptions and eight tackles yesterday, so he really mm-hmm. does own Ben Roethlisberger, but on, on the losing end. So speaking of duds, um, another dud from Kirk Cousins. Uh, you know, the, 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 yeah, the final score it, was... You set that yeah, up the, yesterday. Yeah, but then I bet on him. And then the, um, oh. the, the, the final score. That's what he does. That's what he does. He'll give you a good tip and then go go the opposite way. I don't know if this guy's mind know. works. I've been working with him for years. He'll tell me, Kirk Cousins, Cam, he'll throw a pick. And who do you like? Vikings. You talked about it for I'm three like, hours why, with me why? yesterday. They I know. I told you, bears, 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 bears. Yeah, uh, so Kirk Cousins, wow. that, game, that game wasn't as close as the final score would indicate. Oh, and definitely. No, no. I, I don't. I don't even know what Kirk Cousins' stats were, but you know, dude, whatever. you're. I'm sure well, they were. You're lucky you clipped that teaser. But, you're lucky you clipped that teaser at the end. Yeah. could have run away with that game, man. Like I was on the Bears, and I'm like, holy jeez, like I was didn't didn't have to tease it or nothing. Like you're killing these guys, right? They're but, not uh, winning anything with Kirk Cousins. Like the Vikings. I told team, you. But I told you, man. When before, they're I don't not think winning. He's much of an upgrade from Case Keenum, for God's sakes. Like he, Kirk Cousins is a mistake-prone quarterback. He is. I think he's the same or worse. I have. No, he is. He's horrible. like a younger Eli. When the pocket he, collapses, he doesn't escape oh, the pocket. And, he, and, and another another thing, Gabe, don't you notice down. about him? Gabe, another thing, when he has an open guy and he's almost too open, he panics. And, like, he won't, yeah, make, he won't hit right. a guy in stride. Guys will have to come back to the ball. It's like he gets, he's like, stiff. a deer in the headlights going, oh, my God, he's open. And then the, I'm like, oh, my God, if you throw it five feet ahead of the guy, he's gone in stride. No, there's a lot of problems with Kirk Cousins. And we, we've been saying it for years, Marenzi. He, he's just a guy I don't want on my team. I don't trust. Him. There's also yeah, a problem look, with the Vikings as a whole, though. I mean, they yeah, no, yeah, no, the, the, old line, always, the old line is problematic. Yeah, it, it it's is. very problematic. Yeah, it, it's true, Mike. They're not going to be able to get they? through playing good defensive teams and putting up performances like that. I, I put, I put a lot. I can put a lot of it on Cousins, but when you look at last night, like he was under siege. They have two great receivers. They have talented running backs and they can't run at all and he he was at times running for his life the bears took their foot off the gas pedal and made the game close but they dominated throwing picks overthrows and then digs racks up all kinds of fantasy stats after the game's a blowout 
Yeah. I, Mike blew I, it I, with us. Gabe, another thing we got to do when we're putting these uh, DFS lineups together, like Ricky Seals-Jones to me, like I don't care what his price is, he's never getting started <laughs> yeah, in yeah. any type of lineup again. <laughs> like, I, like, Let's just end the Ricky Seals-Jones experiment. He sounds That's like a bad yeah, man. Yeah. Let's keep him on the stage. Yeah, I don't want him on the football field. Like Seals-Jones, play the clarinet. I, like I'm done. I yelled I'm at done. Drew Dinkmeyer yesterday that I would not in, under any circumstances play Jordan Reed ever again, and he scored a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way it works, Mike. You know, it's daylight yeah. dollars short, always. Yeah, listen, I'll take one for the team. I'm not going to blame anybody, but yep. he was part of the optimizer, like fifty percent. I know he was. Yeah, that's <laughs> why, that's, sometimes that's why you got to do, you know, you, yeah, a sprinkle here and there. You know, it is what it is. Uh, even, even, yeah. Mike said, "I like your lineup a lot, but why do you have Ricky Seal Jones in the lineup?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, <sure. laughs> you had him in every yeah, lineup. Wow. It was twenty seven hundred dollars. Yeah, he's nice and cheap. Uh, yeah, for good I, had him, I had him in a had him in a lot of lineups. Yeah. Well, quit living in a past, blew it. Let's move forward. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so speaking of which, I was over at the sports book earlier, and uh, we got some props here. All right, so I played. Um, I've got uh, Kareem Hunt over under one hundred and eighteen and a half. Total yards tonight, not total, total like no you. like rushing, rushing and receiving. So no punt returns or kick returns. Rushing and receiving yards, uh, one eighteen and a half. I think uh, I think it's a big game tonight. I like the over. I went over as well, so I bet the it's over. It's a big number, but I like him tonight. Now, I like Todd Gurley was Todd Gurley was rushing yards was ninety nine and a half. It's hard to bet a guy to rush for a hundred yards at even money. And then the the total Russian receiving prop guys was one forty four and a half, so I passed. I didn't bet it. That's a big number. That's too big. Yeah. Brandon Cooks over under eighty six and a half yards. I bet over. It's actually funny, that? Gabe. That that went that line went down uh, three and a half when I did the show with uh, Fantasy Taz and those guys. It was eighty nine and a half, so it actually went down three yards, which is shocking. With everyone taking the over there, I kind of like the, the eighty six and a half. I think we can get there. I can tell you the Daily Thank Roto you. props have him getting 98.59 yards. So I got a 12 Do you know point, what it is uh, on, 12. Do you know what the number is on Woods? On uh, on Woods, yes, sir. Woods. It is uh, 85 and a half. Mm. You, like the, you like the over so you, Woods? You need them. So there's no Cooper Cup. You need, Cup, you need right? them both to get that number, right? You need them both to get okay. that number. I also uh, played Tyreek Hill. I like this one. Tyree Kill, 86 and a half over receiving yards. It. Yeah. Shouldn't we just all be overs on this 63 and a half well, game? The, yeah. Let's probably me, throw up 80 points. Yeah, you know, though, Mike. I'm just one saying, realistically. Not, not, yeah, not a, not one, a couple of them aren't going over, though. These guys, it's just, yeah. it's just the way it goes. It's yeah, they can't all. You got, a nit, you, you got a nitpick, and it's hard, but I like where you're going. This is what I played, guys. I played Kareem Hunt over 118 and a half rushing and receiving yards. Yeah. I played Brandon Cooks over 86 and a half yards yeah. receiving yards. Tyree Kill over 86 and a half receiving yards. Travis Kelsey over 78 and a half receiving yards. And then I played that's both my quarterbacks. Favorite. That's my favorite one, by the way, of the ones. Travis Kelsey over 78 and a half. Yeah. yeah. That's the one I'd so you notice. You notice I'm more I'm more heavily involved with the props on the Chiefs because number one, um, the the Rams throw are going to run the ball more with Gurley. 
So the Chiefs do a lot of dink and dunk stuff to Tyreek Hill, to Kareem Hunt. The yards can add up. And I'm also, guys, I'm also more comfortable with all these over props than I am with the over in the game. We've seen recently in the NFL, man, and in college, Cam, you see me lose overs yep, where pr- teams prime have 580 games. yards of offense. You're so absolutely correct. up and cr- down the correct. field, one turnover, you, a missed field goal here, and you, you don't yep. get there. Last last night, the, the Saints and Eagles game stayed under. You know, the Saints know. Had, you know, had a million yards of offense. The game stays under somehow. Like, it, you know, it won't take much tonight, man. Like a seven-minute lull of non-scoring, and the math doesn't add up, guys. It's sort of like betting yep. a college basketball game with a total of 162 or something. One of yep. those West Coast games, you better hope that teams come out hot hitting the threes. You you talk you about a clean. You talk not about enough clean time. Ride. Yeah, no. Yeah, you need a clean run. You need a clean run. But the problem is, you, you you rarely get one. And in these primetime games, the opposite things happen. The games you expect scoring, it'll go under. And the games with two slug offenses, they find ways with turnovers. Or it'll start off really I'm slow, Cam. No, it'll yeah, start no, off really you, slow, and then suddenly and then it'll be a flurry at, at the end and yeah, fall short. Might not you get know? there. Yeah, exactly. I That's think it I'm goes over, about. but I'm not comfortable betting it over 63 and a half, Mike. It's hard to do. Yeah, but we saw the Pats-Chiefs game just blow it out of the water. I know not every game can be like that, but when the Chiefs are out there, I know their defense is getting better in air quotes, but it isn't all the way there yet. And I, I, the, well, the Rams defense is just, it might be worse. I the agree. Rams defense might be worse than the Chiefs right now. Yes, I agree. I agree. Yes. That's why I like yes. Kelsey so much. They can't cover anybody in the middle of the field right now. Um, it doesn't matter that Donald raises hell. The, the Chiefs have so many options on the field that they get multiple guys open. And Kelsey is the guy that I think is open more than anybody. He really makes that offense as elite as it is. I know it's a sum of the sum of the parts, but Kelsey is the guy that's nearly impossible to cover. He'll so both court- on him. He will hit you for a big play deep, but you can at least try to dominate him physically. What are you going to do with Kelsey? It's like Gronk was a few years ago. No, you're right. People who argue he's the best tight end in the league uh, right now. I know Zach Ertz uh, puts up big numbers, but yeah, people say that Kelsey uh, is the best. So the the quarterback props are three fifteen and a half for both guys, actually. And normally you're not going to get them that high, but you know Mahomes. I'm expecting Mahomes to throw for like you know in between three forty five and three seventy five yeah. tonight. Yeah, I saw the golf actually golf is going to be around the number. Yeah, that's it's good because I yeah. with with Mahomes when we yeah I saw Mahomes at three twenty one and a half. So you're getting six points uh, uh, better to what do you say three fifteen? I'll be and a half? I'll be honest. Yeah, it's the one thing that FanDuel does pretty well is the props. They're normally like two three yards better, better than you the book I mean? than, yeah, than, yeah. The, than the online stuff. Yeah, good. That's very good. Five five six points. That's a that's big. Like when you're d- d- dealing with something like that. That's no, huge, but man. there's that's an unnamed, shop there's an, un, there's an unnamed book that I saw earlier this morning that had Mahomes at three twelve and a half. So really, wow. You know, okay. yeah, it's it's gonna vary. Okay, Mike, so we got two minutes here with you. Um, you like the Kansas City Chiefs tonight? I go 37-34 Chiefs. I think the, the points get there, and I think the Chiefs take the game. I just think they're playing a little bit better on the whole. I'm with Blewett. I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chefs, too. Give me, give me Kansas City. I'll take the points. Even on the road, you know what I'll I'm... take it. They played, they played really well in New England despite losing that game. And I, it shows that they can travel a little bit with their offense. Tease it to the over, too, Gabe. Get them, get them at 10. Yeah, this, That's a nice little this game. This game's, 
It's an ideal teaser game tonight. Oh, it sure is. Yeah, it is. So they Kansas all City, they Kansas all City plus they 10 over. Yeah, they all look great. But, hey, the last night's game middled everywhere. Minnesota over, Chicago hey, under, every, all four, middle job. Hey, last night was one of the rare times that my teaser won because of the teaser. I teased <laughs> the Saints and Eagles. Saints and Eagles over. Didn't get there, but got there on the teaser, and I teased the Vikings. They would have lost, but they oh, won on the teaser. Thanks, Mike Blewett. Have a good one, right, Mike. Guys. Take care. It's a good teaser tonight. Kansas City, man. Yang started there. the music early. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. See, that last promo makes me want to listen to that show. Yeah, hot action. Joe Theismann's pissed. Joe Theismann. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. Yesterday, Alex Smith um, gets messed up. Yep. And um, 30, uh, so it was 33 years to the day. To the day. Unbelievable, I know. To the day. All right, but I'm going to blow your mind now, Cam. So, you know, all right, 33 years to the day is kind of, you know. And Theismann yes. was actually there, too, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yet, uh, this is what's also, cr- this is crazier. 33 years ago to the day, the final score was the exact score, 23-21. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Now, that's crazy. Hit that 23-20. Broken, broken leg, same score. Unbelievable. 23-21 not a common score, either. No, like, it's it not. Happens, no, but, it happens. No, yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not, it's not, like, no, it's not 24-21 or 28-21 or... Yeah, no, it's a little bit. It's a little bit off. Like we, we see yeah, that score, the scores. Yeah, yeah. The scores wow. were the exact same. The only the Redskins uh, won though the game. Feisman broke yeah, his leg. Can't get all the three. Man. Won. That would just be that would be insane. <laughs> and there's a third piece here that'll blow your mind, and the listeners' mind. Um, yes. Romeo Cornell was there for both games. <laughs> Unbelievable. Romeo Cornell. I, love, I, li- I, li- I like Romeo. I like Romeo. He seems like a nice guy. Like when he was coaching the Browns, like we Romeo Cornell was a young coach like then. Yeah. He was yeah. a coach then and he was on the sideline and he was a coach yesterday and on the sideline. It's crazy. That's so cool. Romeo Cornell's great, man. <laughs> Guys, he just looked like what, about when he was Romeo coaching Cornell, the Browns. Like imagine, he just he just he looked like him. Like he, he looked, looked like, like a Brown. 
That's what I'm saying. Like we talk about people, you talk about morphing into. Yeah, like you, you know, said, he looked like a dog he was, brown, he like a, in the yeah. pound. Yeah, yeah. Like, he looked, like he's a bulldog. He was a bulldog, and he was big too. And he had that face. I'm like, I like Romeo Crudell. Like he's the brown. Like you see the commercial with the guy and his daughter's wearing a Pittsburgh Steelers fleece, right? He's like, Hey, honey, where are you going with that trash, right? He, he's like, Dog pound, baby. He's sitting there having like a coffee, right? So yeah, it's the thing. His daughter's wearing Steeler gear, and he's pay. Yeah, the guy's kind of like Romeo Crudell. The brown, he looked like the brown. So what have you talked about before? I always use the example, Ralph Regent. True. At, at Maryland. He was a turtle. Like, I've never met a man who looked like a turtle, but Ralph Regent looked like a turtle. And Coach K looks like the devil. So I don't know where, like, it's, I don't know how you morph into your team names, but it happens. And you said it, like, people in pets, they get older. I'm like, wow, this human being looks like this animal. It's, I don't people know. People look like they're mysteries dogs. Of life. Yeah, they sure do. Oh, I know. I see people looking like they're dogs here all the time. It's It's nuts. Yeah, it just <laughs> How do you morph into an animal? How do you look like your? Pet? I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's other coaches too. We got to go through the list. There's other coaches that. Um, there's like other coaches uh, that, yeah. yeah, they resemble like the the school. But you called it, you called it like Ralph Friedman looked like a turtle, and Coach K like not only looks like he looks like the Duke logo, like it's bizarre. Like he's yeah, morphed he's into morphing that into devil. that devil. Yeah, he is like not. not you like, know what I've noticed. <laughs> you, you know who's sort of morphing is Dana Holgerson. Yeah. Now, Dana was never really the most clean-cut guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You yeah. know, he's sort of, you know, he's rough around the edges, this guy. You're, you're right, though. Good call. But now if you look at him, he's morphing into a mountain man. Like, he really yeah, he is. Does. Like, he's got yeah. the mullet going. He didn't have a mullet before. He used to have sort of the hair in a bald spot and sort of, hey, you know, the guy likes to drink and stuff, but... He's like, yeah, he looks like he's a West Virginian now, Cam. Yeah, like he does. He's, he's, he's letting morphed, it flow. He's morphed into a mountaineer. <laughs> like, he really has. Like. <laughs> it's a great point. <laughs> It's so true, man. Because yeah, before when he was at when he was at Oklahoma State, like he had yeah, you're right. He had that like little uh, he had that little like crown, and he had like a little bit of hair. Now he's let like free flowing. It's rocking. Oh yeah, no now right, yeah, yeah 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 like, it's it's real now. Like yeah, it's, and he dresses. He, he what used, a mistake! He, what a mistake in that used, game too, man. That was crazy. They re- oh. All right, I'm still good. We lose Cam. All right, we lost Cam, but uh, where are we going here? We got someone in, uh, in uh, where are we going, Baton Rouge? Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I've actually been to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We'll get Cam Stewart uh, back in here. Too bad Cam was getting all fired up, man. Hey, what's up, Baton Rouge? What's up, J-Rod? Yo, what's up, J-Rod? Yeah, hey, this is J-Rod. What's up? Hey, we're doing good, man. How you doing? I'm doing okay. I had uh, I had two games I'm looking at on Friday in college football that uh, I think the spread's going to grow. Um, yeah, w- that's yeah. uh, the central the Central Florida Knights right now uh, offshore. I see them at minus fourteen over USF, and USF have totally hit the floor. Their last five games, USF has been horrible. So I think that team is done. And then the other one is Memphis. Houston just lost their starting quarterback. He's got a, an MCL injury, so he's done from the season. I don't think Ed Oliver's going to play. You probably saw the stuff with a jacket yep. and the head coach. They're seven-and-a-half-point favorites. I don't think Houston can keep up with Memphis because that offense is excellent. 
for the Tigers. So I think the 14 and the seven and a half, eight, those are both going to grow. I don't, I don't know how to bet on either Houston or USF on Friday. Uh, yeah, you know what? I can't, uh, I can't disagree with, uh, what, what, what you're talking about here in either football game. Now, listen, I know it was only SMU, but I was very impressed. I was very impressed with, uh, with Memphis, uh, the way they went in there and their, their physicality. You know, they got blasted by Mizzou. I'm, I probably underestimated uh, Memphis a little bit. You know, I don't like laying these, this type of points. I'm not a major Apple White guy. And as you mentioned, they lose their quarterback. If I was Oliver, I wouldn't play another damn down uh, for those guys. And Apple White's an idiot. That's going to affect recruiting in a Houston area. And, like, people, like a high school is going to see that and say, man, this guy did what he did, take a jacket uh, from a guy. I, I like I like the uh, the UCF pick a little bit more because you, you're exactly right about um, you're exactly right about South Florida. South Florida hit a wall, and you see UCF margin of victory counts for these guys. You know what I mean? Like you know that. Like Michigan, whatever, man. Michigan can win by eight against Indiana. It doesn't change anything. They they win the Big Ten. They're going to the the, the playoffs. We know that UCF aren't going to the playoffs, but. They want to kick the crap out of teams as much as they possibly can. This is a rivalry game in state, and yep. normally I'd be on the underdog in a game like this. But I don't. You're right. So the wheels have fallen off right now for for South Florida. I think UCF uh, do beat them up. I'll tell you what, dude. I like the game tomorrow, and I know this is uh, this is some Midwest crap shit here in the MAC, <laughs> but we got Ball <laughs> State, we got Ball State, and Miami of Ohio. Okay, now hear me out on this. Miami of Ohio are five and six right now, and very impressive couple of wins, man. They beat the Ohio Bobcats a couple of weeks ago. Then they went in and they beat Northern Illinois last week. Northern Illinois, they've already clinched. They, they you know, they have already clinched. You know, they know they're they're right, going to the yeah. title game. They they weren't playing for anything. Ball State won last week. I think we might have camp back, but hey, buddy, now uh, Miami, now Miami of Ohio, bro. Suddenly they're seventeen point favorites. Ball State have the number one passing offense in, in the MAC. Ball State haven't quit. Miami of Ohio are five and six. They can't be laying seventeen points. We've seen in the MAC in the last couple of weeks. The dogs are barking and biting, man. And I'll tell you what, this is the last game for Ball State of the year. They ain't going bowling. Every play call that they got, they're going to roll out there. Miami of Ohio just need the win to get to a bowl game to get to six. They're not winning this game by seventeen points tomorrow. Ball State hung with Notre Dame. Ball State have been a great dog this year, man. Ball State hang around tomorrow, uh, J-Rod. Take the 17 and the Cardinals tomorrow, and I like your picks on the weekend, too, and on Friday. I, I, had, not, uh, I had not looked at the, the, Tuesday, the Tuesday line. You're right, that is huge. 17 points on five dimes, I see. Yeah, come on. What the hell has Miami of Ohio done to justify being? And even the games they just won. They won 30-28 and 13-7. Like, they're not built to blow anyone out. And what you also like, if you're taking a big dog, is you want a team that can throw the ball and, you know, won't give up. Ball yeah. State, throw the ball. Ball State can throw the ball. I think they hang around yeah, in this you're game. Right. Too many points, in my opinion. The spot last week for Northern Illinois was just an all-timer. They had clinched. Why would they, why would they want to roll hard the next week? I know it was at home, but... But they already won the West, so yeah, hey, I, I agree with you. I'm gonna roll with. And the, speaking uh, of which, and I hate the, the Mac, State. bro. Like the Mac pisses me off. But even the other one, uh, <laughs> there's another one tomorrow night. Is Northern Illinois Northern. same thing? They can't. They're already Northern Illinois, and Western Michigan tomorrow. Western Michigan are getting five and a half points on their home field. 
They're six and five. They're already locked into a crap ass bowl game. Northern Illinois know they're going to their title game. Northern Illinois doesn't want to get injured tomorrow and stuff. I'm not saying they're going to roll over and not want to win, but you know, Western Michigan on their home field getting points I'm in the kids' last home game. The thing is, Western Michigan just aren't all that good. I prefer Ball State getting to 17 tomorrow, but I, I'm kicking the tires mm-hmm. tomorrow. We'll break it down, uh, J-Rod, Western Michigan, but I do like Ball State plus the 17. It jumped off the page at me. Interesting. Don't be a stranger, J-Rod. Yes, sir. You guys take care. Red heat and rage. Rage. Good job, J-Rod. Baton Rouge in the house. Rage. Repping. Rage. SEC country. <laughs> Gotta like that. We... I, would I get hit get, by lightning? Get, <laughs> yeah, you just you just zapped. no, buddy. I you were just you, gone. Oh no, I looked and I go okay. So I look and I see disconnected. I didn't hit anything. You, you know, I do the old sometimes like the old place. If I tripped over a wire, nothing. Brent, you just nothing. I you talk about the I went to the, I went to, I took calls when you were gone. Yeah, oh, yeah the dude was good. in Baton Rouge. We, yeah, he oh, answered I like college that. Uh, college football picks. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you though on Michigan, on Western Michigan too. Like even Northern Illinois, like lay, laying lumber with those guys, not not a very good look. You might want to take both Mac underdogs in that game. And I'm with you in the other game. That's way too many points, man. Like it's it's actually nuts. What are we talking? Seventeen and a I, half? Come on. Yeah, I don't. I think it'll come down. I don't think it'll be. I don't yeah, think it'll it remain. can't be that high. It can't be that high. You know why? Because the public, the public doesn't really bet these games. So it's mostly going to be sort of real degenerates and sharps to bet this game tomorrow. And there's not too many people that are running to the window to lay 17 points with the Miami-Ohio Redhawks right now. <laughs> exactly. Hey, we laid it down with Toledo when we won, and that was 11 and a half. That was kind of – it was a little that bit different. That was different, though. Yeah, it's, it's lower spread. They needed – they had five wins. You knew they wanted to get to six. Yeah, still, Kent still State. Huge spreads. Yeah, Kent Stainer. The Golden Flashes are horrible. They're god. They're terrible. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 they're, yeah, they're one of the worst teams. They might be the worst team in college football. Well, or one of them. Yep, definitely. One of them. They're like a high school team. Like, yeah, there's high school teams that would compete with them. Like, you know, they're that bad. <laughs> no, no, they're they're awful. They're, they're awful. They're they're, they're bad. Uh, Western Michigan worries me a little bit, but the Ball State. We'll break them down tomorrow again. And in fact, J Rod, tonight, like I said, check out the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page. We're going to be on live at about uh, seven thirty. Uh, or so, 7.20, 7.30 or so, with Joe Lisi and Rich Sermonello breaking down all the um, the Thursday and Friday uh, games. So I've already taken a look at uh, some of those, but, man, I'm going to be going on the fly here. I mean, we usually don't break down college football on Monday night, especially, like, and there's a full slate of, like, yep. Friday. Like, Thursday, there's a million games, Thanksgiving Day games. Friday's the night. Friday's the night. You talked about the final two games. You got West Virginia and Oklahoma. That's going to be a wicked game. Uh, West Virginia, horrible, horrible loss late in that game. They had that control of that. It's classic West Virginia, Gabe. You see it. They can't bury Oklahoma State, and they just come up there, and Oklahoma State punched them and punched them. I'm happy for you. I know you had the over in that game, and I texted you back. I'm like, you're going to get the over in this game, and they scored tons and tons of points late. Oklahoma State doing most of the scoring. That was a nice comeback win there. And then we got Dude, the Oklahoma. Oklahoma are minus one and a half at West Virginia. They're going to beat West Virginia. They're a way better team. That line should be, I would have made that line about six. One and a half is very, very low. I hope it's not a trap. I'm amazed by line. this, too. It's crazy. Like, that line should be at least, I would have made that line probably It's like been bent six. down. That's it stupid. was two and a half, and now it's one and a half. I won't be betting on West Virginia. Oklahoma, Oklahoma stumble once a year in the Big 12. They've already stumbled. Yeah, they also Every year sl- is the same thing. 
They, they, slept they don't lose this two times. No, no, they don't. They, they, that Kansas game was a joke, too. They were sleepwalking through it. They were, it was basically a practice for them. They were off really slow. Kansas. No, they'll be the fired up drive. for this one. They will yeah, be because be they, like they played like junk last week. They're, they're not going to play two bad games in a row. Um, Washington State. I want Washington Three-point favorites against, uh, against Washington. Yeah, family battles, like Kind of like battles, Wazoo yeah. here. Yeah, I, I like Wazoo. And I'm usually I, against them. No, I, Dude, I, I, they're I, much better than the Huskies are this year. They are. They are. And, they're, 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 yeah, I, I, I love Wazoo. This is where, that's where teams go to die, man. You've seen what happens. They're, they're so good. Like, <laughs> look, Arizona was actually playing better football. That's why you were taking, like you told, 10 and a half points. Like, they were playing better football. They were in games. And then they, they went into that stadium. Pullman, Gabe, it's one of those places, it's like, that's everything for them. Like, you look at Wazoo, the football program now, it's just, it's, it's, they're, they're, they're so committed. They're so into it. Their defense is mean. The offensive players, they have a great system and a great coach. They would do love nothing more. Like, this is huge, man. You get to beat Washington down? Oh, man. This game, this is everything for Washington State. I'm with you. I'm with the Cougars. Trip to the Rose Bowl on the line. They're going to, like, what, what's in the line? Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I, I'm there. I'm there. You got to take You know it, what man. it could be? Yeah, and it's funny, too, because it's always been my dream to see Michigan in the Rose Bowl. But I want to see Michigan in the Rose Bowl in, like, a better situation. But if Michigan lose to Ohio State, it'll be Michigan and Washington State in the Rose Bowl. That'd be wicked. Like <laughs> I'd basically, love to go to that game. I'd love to go to that like, game. Like Michigan and Ohio State, the winners going to the playoffs, the loser goes to the Rose Bowl. That's like basically what happens yeah. here now. Michigan's got to take care of business, though. You're never going to get Ohio State down like this. Depending Maryland, on what happened after. That's that's including they beat Northwestern, obviously. Yeah, Mar- but. Maryland, Maryland could have beat Ohio State, Gabe. The, the, the Buckeyes have never been more ripe for the picking. I've never seen a team like this. I know they could say look-ahead spot, and I know Michigan, they had problems against Indiana in that game. We talked about it last week, but, you know, just Ohio State is a for, they're a shell of their former selves. Their defense is abysmal right now. Michigan's got to win this game, man. This is their year. This is their time. It's now or never. It's now. Like, they have to take care of business now. Harbaugh better have those oh, guys yeah. ready, to, ready to rock, man. Like, if not now, it. it's never. This is yeah, it. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, this is it. You're never going to have a better – you're never going to have a better opportunity – to finally get revenge at Ohio State. I don't care if the game's in Columbus. You, This is the weakest Ohio State has been in a long period of time. Michigan, you got to put your foot on your throat, man. This is it. For all the years they've let you down. For all the years Ohio, uh, old Buckeye, old Brutus has beaten you. You know what? Revenge time. They'll be ready to rock. They, um, Michigan haven't won in Columbus since uh, the year 2000. So it's been a long time since they've won in Columbus. They haven't beaten they haven't beaten um, Ohio State since 2011, and um, they it was 2011. Michigan that was the last time Michigan were favored against them too, and they beat them. You know Ohio State were favored in 51 consecutive games. Cam, this is the first time in 51 games the Buckeyes are not favorites, and they don't deserve to be favorites. Yeah, no. the <laughs> last time, the last time that they weren't favorites was when they played the Oregon Ducks. In 2015. Pretty crazy. That's nuts. 51 games. Now, currently, Alabama. Alabama now holds the current streak for the longest favorite streak. And they're, ironically enough, at 51 now as well. Citadel covers. Citadel covers. It was 
tied at the half. <laughs> I know. It was go Citadel. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Big time. Live action. Live action. Game time decisions. Ready to rage radio. Can you see that story, the, uh, Yankees acquired James Paxton? Is that true? Holy jeez, man. Wow. They needed pitching. Hell, that's, that's called getting pitching. Flame-throwing left-hander? Sure we can. CC Sabathia, he's old now. Like that's uh, if you pay, well, man, that's that's absolutely huge for the Bronx Bombers. There, that's what yeah. It says. Good move by the story. New York Yankees. Good move by the Yankees as the Yankees. Um, that's the pitching's their problem, Cam. Like everyone's like, oh, oh they got to get Bryce oh, yeah. Harper. Oh, they got to get Manny Machado. No. They don't need they don't need Machado. They don't need Bryce Harper. They they dude, they already score. They led the league in home runs. Then when you get to like, they'll be the same thing next year. They'll crush everyone in the regular season. You get into these five-game playoff series is you need pitchers. And the free agent market, there, there really isn't anybody. You know what I mean? There's no, like, oh, yeah, they can, they can just throw money at this guy. There really isn't. So the Yankees are going to have to be creative and acquire guys via trade. And, and, and you know, Patrick Corbin's out there. He's always good. But, you know, maybe they can get him now as well, actually. But, yeah, the Yankees basically have to get pitchers via trade. So it was a nice move if they were able to swing this trade and get Paxton from Seattle. Yeah, I saw, I, and of course, I saw, Seattle, it, on Dra- I saw it on DraftKings. I haven't seen it like in any other. Like, say, I put, put in James Paxton Yankees, and they had a story there, but I haven't seen it with any other site. So we'll just keep on top of it. But it says they acquired James Paxton from Seattle, which is absolutely huge, Gabe. Uh, you, know, you remember the game uh, with the no-no against Toronto, his, uh, his basic, uh, the team that he grew up uh, cheering for there. So it's uh Pretty good stuff to pick up a flamethrower like this guy. If it happens, good good on the Yankees. And you're right, I agree with you. It's more about pitching. They they, they can score. So you're not you're not saying runs. that it's confirmed yet. No, oh, man, I'm we're not. going to the. Uh, so it's not the breaking news desk. It's the breaking speculation desk. Yes. But... <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to give people a false hope there. That's a you know. It's, well, you uh, just did. You yeah. you just did. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> oh, James Paxton dealt to the Yankees. Sources confirms uh, Jeff Passon report. Yeah, MLB. MLB oh, yeah, he's, he's credible. Yeah, yeah, Jeff Passon. Yeah, yeah. yeah, come on, man. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> hey, hey, Gabe, I'm like an old You're school lucky. guy. Gotta, 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 gotta check double sources. Double sources. Yeah, I'm like the old school guy. Yeah. I can't just go on speculation. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, Cam, Cam sources say the internet. Cam sources. <laughs> yeah, my internet best, source says. <laughs> yes. No, the best is that the guy Chris Broussard he used to be at ESPN. He was the NBA yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, NBA free agency days. Like my sources say this. My sources say that. Yeah. What His do sources they say? were players. <laughs> were players' Twitter accounts. Yeah, exactly. Like basically, like there were a couple of players like that year that said, "Screw the media and screw everything. I'm just going to do this on Twitter and say I, I signed with his team." So he was scouring it, and his sources would always, people caught on. <laughs> people didn't like him, so people would always sort of 
look for things that he did. So people caught on. They're like, you notice his breaking sources are always sort of a minute after the player did it on Twitter uh, type of thing. So, yeah, good move. Good move for for the Yankees. Uh, Paxton's a baller type of guy. I think he can handle New York and the pressure uh, of New York. Competitive, Competitive guy. He's Canadian. got a good attitude, too. Yeah, he's got a good attitude. He's like a he's hockey very, player. He's very chill. He's like yeah, a he's hockey chill. baseball player. He's chill. Yeah, he's chill. He throws smoke. Uh, yeah, big, big left-hander. Yeah, you take a look at his statistics, too. Like, they, they're fantastic. Yeah, last year with the Mariners, 11-6, and 3.76 ERA there. His whip, 110. Guy's a strikeout machine, too. Marenzi, 208, 617 in his career. Uh, yeah, like, that's the thing. Flame thrower. He, it's a great move for the Yankees, man. And, like, I don't know what they gave up to get him, but uh, we'll soon find out. Um, all right, so how about this uh, parlay? You talked about how you struggled on Saturday with the hockey. Yeah, uh, Saturday and, was rough. Uh, I learned something, so though. Here's I a, learned a very valuable lesson, and I've been following it now, and it's happened the last couple times in a row, Gabe, and it's happening with college. These late games and stuff, it's all – It's and I'm a dog player. I've been putting doing, like, favorites in parlays. It doesn't work. And in hockey, it was the first night, every single dog. Did you see that guy with the ticket there? With all those uh, yeah. plus one and a half dogs, yeah. So that's this what, guy won. So Ottawa this guy played. Won. Oh yeah, exactly. It's crazy. This yeah, guy Shelby played did. a a seven team. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm about to here. <laughs> so <laughs> a seven team, a seven team uh, parlay, in which he took the uh, the Red Wings plus a puck and a half, the Flyers plus a puck and a half, uh, the Sabers plus a puck and a half. I don't even know who these teams are playing. The Canucks. Yeah. I think the Canucks played the Canadians actually, because uh, yeah, they lost and they actually tweeted a They lost by one. They lost by one, so that one was yeah. close. So you had the Canucks plus a puck and a half, the Rangers plus a puck and a half, the Senators plus a puck and a half, one outright, and the Columbus Columbus Blue Jackets plus a puck and a half. He wagered four thousand dollars, and it paid back fifty four thousand two hundred and sixty eight dollars and forty five cents. Good for him. And the funny thing is, if he went on the money lines, that Canadians game would have lost it for him, Gabe. Right? That's the thing. A two to one, he got the pluck, puck and a half. Like all the other ones, you're almost winning out. Would you take Ottawa, the forty five cents? Would I would I take yes. 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 Like when they pay you, they put out fifty four thousand two hundred and sixty eight and the forty five cents. You'd take Yeah, that. no, no, oh no, no. I'd leave out no. You yeah, just yeah, won I'd, fifty I would look at it. I would look at it. Smash it back down on the table and give the guy like uh, like a five or a ten and say this is amazing. Thank you so much. I'd lose my mind. No, I I don't. I'll tell tips. you right now. I'm at the El Cortez five, book and I used to leave tips. A five I'm broke. A five a five or a ten is not a good tip on a fifty four thousand dollar win. Probably not. No. What would you do? Leave twenty bucks, fifty bucks, a hundred bucks? I'm just saying. Like I've I've left horse when I've won like five hundred ninety on a horse race. I've left ten twenty bucks to the guy at the, at the El Cortez because I knew him. Say so thank you very much, and he was like, "Oh, thank, I'd you, give, thank you, thank you." Nobody tips there. I'd give, I'd give the, uh, I'd give the two hundred sixty-eight dollars to the guy. Nice. I would say just give me the fifty-four thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, fifty-four thousand. Yeah, yeah. The, the left leftover part. It's fifty-four thousand two hundred sixty-eight dollars yeah. and forty-five cents. Yeah, perfect. Give me fifty-four. I'd say keep, leave the rest. I'd say keep I agree the two sixty-eight forty-five for yeah. you, and give me my fifty-four k. Sounds amazing. Yeah, that's good. I wish I was your uh, ticket broker there if you hit, a, hit one of those parlays. It's a nice tip. It's a very generous tip. Yeah. You'll be very happy. When we won when we won $55,000, we tipped a proxy 500 bucks. That's cool. Yeah. And it would have been more. We got into an argument about it, actually. Like basically, 
one dude only wanted to give a hundred bucks. So that's that's too cheap. He, ba- yeah. he basically said no. He would contribute a hundred bucks. You know what I mean? He was like, oh, Max, I'll, I'll give us a hundred bucks. So then, uh, so basically, everyone gave a hundred bucks, and I felt bad, and I know the proxy, so I think I threw in two. <laughs> like, I gave the guy yep. five. I was like, here's five, and we were amongst the cheaper, the cheaper tips for like bigger winners. But um, the thing is, he also charges like three, four hundred bucks to be a proxy, right? And it's not like I'm, you're getting any money back if you don't win. So that was our attitude. It was sort of like. And the guy's been our proxy for a lot of years in a row, so he's made thousands of dollars off of us, right? That's so true. So it's not like, you know, yeah, we weren't, you know, oh, let's give him a thousand dollars, dude. He told us some guy gave him five thousand dollars once. That's the guy that's won like a hundred and five. He gave him five k yeah. or something. He's, oh, yeah. he's a really, yeah, he's a really nice guy. But there've been times, and I do this at the blackjack table. You see me where I'm on a heater, and you know, I start leaving out. If I'm getting black chips back, like I've left out twenty five. If I'm not playing as much, I'll just keep on feeding out five dollar chips and stuff like that. And they should be happy for anything because you know what the funny thing is when I'm getting pummeled, I get nothing. There's no nobody's tipping me. It's my money or whatever. So I find it a lot of the time where if somebody's snickering at a player for saying, "Oh wow, you didn't tip me very much," well. When I lost thousands of dollars, I didn't get a credit from the casino. Hell, I didn't get even a, a dinner. So they should be happy with what, with what duel, you give. You the know? FanDuel book at Meadowlands, they they get a lot of tips. They That's get good. a lot of tips. That's good. Yeah, no, but no, I, I'd love to tip. Basically, yeah. basically everybody just leaves a dollar. Like it's you know what I mean. But and they throw it in the kitty the and then they do they. It's well, kind of like the, the, when you're working in a restaurant, right? You give you yeah, put it all in and they jars. split it up. Yeah, tip jars. They have a they have a tip like cup, like uh-huh. um, and it's see through, sort of like you know, like you know when you donate change at the, yeah, the store exactly. or something. Yeah, I mean? the liquor store. So they have that. Yeah, yeah. So it encourages it more. Like in Vegas, they don't. Like no, you'd be don't. surprised. A lot of people don't tip in Vegas, right? They might if they win, but the average tourist doesn't, right? So yeah, I don't know if you remember when we were at Circus Circus. And there was one ticket taker, and he's just the grumpiest son of a bitch in the world. Yeah, I remember you had he's issues like a with miser- him. <laughs> he's, yeah, no, I really don't. I don't. I ignore him. I don't go to his window. Yeah, yeah. So when we left, it was a Saturday night when we were leaving. I said to him after the Houston-Michigan game, when you and I went to the – we left right after the game. I yeah. said to him, I said when I cashed out, I said, bro, man, I see you here all the time. And I said, I used to live here. I, 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 he's been there for years. And I said, you know, why are you so, like, mean and grumpy to everyone? I said, you know, if you don't like your job that much, like, I, I didn't, like, bitch at him. I asked yeah. him sort of, like. Just, uh, like I just I wanted said, to know the answer. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just, Regular like, bro. Because yeah. he knows me, too. Like, I used to, I lived at Circus Circus, right? Like, he knows me. So, like, you know, he nod, he knew, he knows me. So, I said, bro, you've been here for years. I said, why are you so grumpy, man, all the time? I said, you know, why are you bad vibe people? He said, if you sat here for eight hours a day for the last five years and saw the, and no one ever tipped you, you'd be grumpy too. <laughs> well, it's not, but the thing it, is, it's like, dude, if you have a look on your face, if you have a look on your face like you want to yep. kill people, they're not inclined to tip you. Like, it got to the point where people like, weren't, didn't want to go to his line. Like, they were like, yeah. that guy bad vibes me. Like, he's bad luck, yeah. right? Because he's so, he's so surly. Yeah, I'm with you, Gabe. And the thing was, I was watching uh, Bar Rescue, too, before uh, the, fo- the the football game last night. And, you know, I don't agree with everything Taffer does. I think a lot of the time it's a, a bunch of BS and, you know, put these cocktails in. It's like, listen, it's a beer bar. You don't need fruit and stuff. Like, he does a lot of stupid stuff. But he was right. This one owner, he was he was uh, working at a, at a Cubs bar. 
outside of Wrigley, and they were really, really struggling. He goes, you know what, buddy? He goes, why would people want to drink in your bar? He goes, all you do is frown and bitch, and you're a complete prick all day long. Like, no one wants to drink in your bar. People have enough problems. They don't want to get sadder when they come there, and that's basically it. The guy was in the wrong business, right? Like, he he didn't like people. It's like, why do you own a bar then? Very simple. You know what I'm saying? He was right. Why would anyone want to come in here? Yeah, and one of his waitresses, one of the servers, she's like, I've been there eight years. I've never seen him smile. Like, he just doesn't smile. It's like you're you're in the wrong you're in the you're in the wrong business. Like at least in a bar, like you're not gonna have perfect days all the time, Red says, you know, but you gotta crack a smile my favorite, once in a while, you know. My favorite episode of Bar Rescue was the one in Philadelphia with the um the pirate bar. Oh yeah, the grog. Arr, yeah, the grog. That's the best. Yeah. He goes That's in. It was the same thing. Remember the chick was miserable, she had that boyfriend. Yeah. Oh yeah, her and boyfriend he was a prick. <laughs> and he's all like, this place is disgusting. He's all yeah. like, and it was in great. And the thing is, it was in like the business district with all these like banks and yuppies and stuff. So Tapper's like, he goes, why do you have a pirate bar serving grog in the middle of one of the most upscale happening? And he's basically like, he's like, look, across the street, they're doing great business. And there was like yeah. this yuppie, like no. trendy cafe. <laughs> yeah. So he he goes in there. And he's like, you guys got to drop this pirate thing, man. Like, he goes, it's just, you know, it's it's lame. He's like, you're all a bunch of losers. He called them, like, you're all a bunch of, like, you grow up. It's like all these adults that, were, you know, wear pirate stuff. And, yeah. like, it's a scene. And same thing. He's all like, you know, maybe in Tampa. Right? It was funny what he said. He goes, you know, in Tampa, they have pirate bars. But it's Tampa. And they do it well. It's Tampa. It's part of the shtick. Right? So this chick's got this pirate bar. He, he makes her go way corporate, <laughs> which I knew wasn't going to work. He, I know. he turned it into like a business crowd, lunch yeah. power. <laughs> lunch. And do you remember the name of the bar he called it to make it even worse and rub it in her face? He called it Corporate Bar. And she just, <laughs> the minute he left, they turned it right back into a pirate bar. I'm yeah. with you. I remember so that episode splits. too. <laughs> he splits it. So the then, you know, that. They always do the follow-up like six months later. All right, what's going on at the bar now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it was funny. They show, and it's right back to where it was, and they're exactly. struggling. And then Tapper comes on at the end. He's like, of all the bars I've done, all the shows, they're the biggest losers I've ever dealt with. He's all like, they don't listen to me. And he goes, where are they living now? I guess they were living in that chick mom's basement. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were. Yeah, her, her and her, like, he goes, uh, her, for, yeah. her boyfriend. Yeah, yeah he's he like, he goes, you enjoy your grog while you live in your mom's basement. <laughs> That was a real slap there, in their face. But so. there was another. There was a corporate bar. There was <laughs> uh, there was one in Vegas. There was one. In, there's they used to do a lot of them in Vegas because yeah, actually you're right. Vegas. I watched it last night because there was a marathon. So he films. On. I, there's like it's three easier. or four of them in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, like he'll travel once in a while, but it's cheaper just to do them in Vegas, right? So there yeah. was when I lived there. There was one place in Vegas. He did it, and they liked it. They were like, yeah, yeah, we got good business and stuff. But the thing is, dude. The construction that they do is not the, like, they're putting these no. bars together in 24 hours, Cam, right? It's like. Great, great, great point, Miranda. So it they looks good. Yeah. It looks good. But you get a couple of drunk dudes in there. They fall through a wall and stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so I, I guess I this guy in Vegas, he liked it. He was like, oh, yeah, I got no beef. Like, I got business out of it. Business did improve 28%. Like, he's not disputing it. But he sued them because basically the bar collapsed. <laughs> Oh, yeah, for like, sure. Like, the bar collapsed. Like, the basically, like, the, it crumbled. You know what I mean? Like, not fully, but basically, like, they put it together quick. 
and yeah, it was it, a did, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't hold up. And yeah. basically, I guess like Buddy, you read the fine print, and it's tough shit, Cam. Tapper ain't coming back to renovate it for you again. No, and if you notice like, too, all those all those things are an infomercial too. Like last night was a perfect oh yeah. example. I'm bringing like, Bob's construction yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. He goes here. He goes here. We go. We got it. We got a we, we got a life statue of Jack Daniels, and today's special drink is Jack yeah, yeah. Daniels with, with that. So so it's like it's basically that show is a it's an infomercial for Jack Daniels, right? Like we're not stooges here, and you bring up a really good point. Like a lot of those, I watched the show too, and a lot of the place that he fixed up, it's good for a while, but they fall apart. It's shoddy construction because it's like you know he just slaps it together and he's off to the new one. A lot of those bars, was, like it's funny. There they, was they, another they do dude. Very well. There was another dude in Vegas. He did it, and you're right. This place didn't because the guy's a jackass. I knew the place too. I never went in there. So he he did the bar rescue thing. The guy basically was such a jerk on the TV show. He they basically filmed him trying to cheat on his wife like i guess his wife had never saw him at the bar before and you know one of those drunk guys that was touchy cheaty with the the patrons and stuff and like the the customers and i i don't know like he got divorced and stuff like buddy tried to blame bar rescue for the his divorce he's like (laughs) he's like bar rescue came in and and they, they ruined my life he's like they yeah they filmed them in a he said they filmed him in a negative light that it affected his business and his life. And Tapper was like, dude, you're just a jerk. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. We filmed you, and you were a jerk. What do you want us to do? Like, Yeah, if you got fast hands, yeah, yeah it's you're, your problem. If you're a buddy. jerk, you're a jerk, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah, what I do agree. you think? Like, you think Tapper's going to, like, not – it's, yeah, Tapper. And that, you know what's crazy, too? What is it? Taffer, right? Yeah, it's John Taffer. Taffer. Taffer, yeah. Tapper. So I like Tapper, my too. Buddy, sounds like Tapper. <laughs> yeah, my buddy, uh, my buddy Johnny Licker. Johnny Licker yeah. used to be one of our producers in Vegas. He's actually working on Bar Rescue now. He works for John. Amazing. I said, what's he like in real life? He goes, he's the exact same. <laughs> yeah. I can picture he that. Goes, he goes, he yells a lot, bro. <laughs> but, the check's clear, though. He says yeah, he's a good exactly. guy. He said he's, he's just kind of like really intense. Like he's intense. like he is in real life. Yeah. <laughs>